Blog Talk Radio. Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. see another day. Welcome everybody here to Southern All right, guys. Central. We, we are there. And of course, yep. glad to have you with us here tonight. Eugene, you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Uh, we had some buttons, right. some buttons to push. We got so many things going on. We got the buses rolling. We're headed up to Crescent. We got these three t- big time wrestlers coming in. Of course, we're going to start the show with Kate Williams at 610. We're going to have Brady Adams uh, in here about 625 and Tamarian Ellis. All three state champions, all representing the Crescent High School up in the upstate that's near Anderson, South Carolina. We've had Coach Powell along with us right after the state championship, so really excited to get those guys in. Then again, you know, as you know, we're going to head back down or actually over to Gaffney High School. Big-time running back, man. He just got picked up a big-time offer from Navy Division One. That's a, one of those life-changing opportunities, so – we're going to get him in here, and then we're going to head over to West Columbia, kind of down to West Columbia, Elite 11 quarterback time. Uh, we got two representing the state of South Carolina, so we're going to hit the first one tonight over at Gray Collegiate, and then we're going to head back to the upstate with the head coach at Malden High School, the Mavericks. Boy, they've been kept picking up some big-time offers with some of his guys on staff, so looking forward to it. Uh, big-time basketball going on tonight again. Oregon, Richie, I don't know if you saw that one earlier. Oregon scored 95 points. That's one of the highest scores I, I believe I saw in the second round in, in quite a long time. 
And that made me think, man, I remember back to the days of Mike Bibby and those guys at Arizona throwing up 100 points. Certainly the Ed O'Bannon days at UCLA scoring hundreds of points in the tournament. Uh, but, you know, there's some good basketball going on tonight, some more possible upsets. We'll see. Yeah, no doubt. So, of course, uh, we do have a big five-star guest list here tonight. I'm Rich Elman. That's Eugene. Trying to get everything worked out. Eugene has done an incredible job in the month of February, heading into March, uh, putting together uh, these wrestlers. Again, we're, we're spending a lot of time in hour one on the wrestling mat with, of course, uh, a bunch of champions. We'll be in here with Crescent High School's not one, not two, but three state champions hanging out with us there. And then seven, like you mentioned, running back, the running back, y'all, from Gaffey. That's Tyler Smith, class of 22. He'll be in here with us. Can't wait to talk to some of the best of the best, the Elite 11 quarterback, great collegiate zone, Tay Robinson. He'll be joining us 730. Then Malden's head football coach going to hang out with us, Coach Neesmith from the other state up there at Malden. And the Mavericks will be on the board at 8 o'clock. But, again, Eugene, you, we quickly kind of don't have a lot of time to, to kind of mix between because we got a loaded show here. But for me, man, it started early and often with Friday night watching. I mean, for the ACC to be in a basketball conference and it go the way they thought it was going to go, they had all but, what, two teams knocked out, I mean, five out of seven got sent home in the first round. Didn't look good in the football season as they went 0-6, by the way, there. You wonder what's happening inside the ACC. I know Florida State's doing their thing. I get Syracuse. They're there doing their thing. They'll be playing, of course, uh, continuing to do things. They actually beat um, the likes of West Virginia yesterday, so they actually made it to the Sweet 16. You've got Houston playing them, already kind of doing some things. For me, watching the ACC is something kind of – Watching how they early they're exiting out of the, the, the tournament's a big thing for me. I know you're a Florida Gator fan. That was a hard pill for you to swallow yesterday, but Alabama's still rolling. you got other teams still running. Arkansas still in it. And there's a few other teams in the uh, SEC that are still kind of bouncing some basketballs. And then, you know, you, you see Texas getting bounced out by the littlest of little brothers, right? I mean, they didn't even realize this dude was a little brother. That's how small the school is that beat them out of the, uh, the big dance. And that's what we love about the eyes of March. And we love about March Madness, and I think it's the old, we didn't know what we had until it was gone, and, of course, that was the conversation when it came down to it. We didn't have March Madness last year. We got it this year, and that's a big deal. Shout out, by the way, Don Staley picking up win numbers at 500, 500 winning that in route of winning her first round in the big dance for the ladies. So she moves on to another day, but while doing that, what you do? What you end up winning number 500 for the Lady Gamecocks, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a big deal. Uh, there's a lot of things happening on the show. We've got a great show lined up here tonight. I'm going to take a very short break because I want to make sure that we bring in Mr. Cade Williams. He's a champion. He deserves a champion introduction. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll bring in the big man right after this. Yeah. 
to Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. Guys, we are kicking the show off now with our guest. The bus is pulled onto the campus at Crescent High School. Uh, who do we have on the line? Do we have Coach Powell, or do we already go have Cade with us? We have Cade Williams. All right, Cade. Well, uh, this is Eugene Benton. We'll start this thing off, buddy. Uh, you are the champion. You're the state champion out of the 145 weight pound class, man. Congratulations. What's it feel like to be state champion? Yeah. It feels good, you know, all the hard work paying off. Now, what year are you? I'm, I'm a junior. You're a junior, so you have what? another chance at this, another uh, another show, uh, go at it. So, uh, for the listeners who, who aren't aware of who you are, introduce yourself, man. Uh, did you grow up in the, in the upstate of South Carolina? Have you been wrestling there for Coach Powell at uh, Crescent High School for, you know, your entire career? You know, kind of give us some background of uh, who came – Kate Williams is? Well, I grew up here, and I started wrestling in seventh grade. I wrestled with Coach Paul my seventh grade year, and then he moved up to the high school that year, and I met him again in ninth grade. And we had some rough years in wrestling. And my junior year, I hit the weight room and got a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, so, so have you won other titles, or, or you know, kind of give us the, you know, is is this your first uh, go at it for as a state champion, or you know, did you place last year? Kind of give us your history, your uh, kind of high school career, if you will. Yeah, I, di- I didn't even I didn't go freshman year or or my sophomore year. I came short. I was close and came short to go in the state. Which uh, last year in 3A though it was it was a lot harder I'd say, and uh, we kind of spread it out this year when it split to 2A. A lot of good teams went to 2A and stayed at 3A. Some went 4A. Freshman and uh, sophomore year I just came short, and Upper State was always like I'd say the better in 3A. Like if you placed in Upper State and go to State, you probably place in State usually. And I just came short. No, all right. Well, it sounds good, man. Uh, so talk to us a little bit now about the academic side. You know, uh, what kind of dude are you in the classroom? And uh, what are you looking at studying possibly at the next level? I don't really know yet. My my grades ain't that good. I mean, <laughs> to be honest. To be honest. Uh, well, there's a, you got a whole another year, man, to, to finish up strong this year and also hit the books. You know, your senior year, thankfully you have another year to hopefully come back and win another state title. Um, are, are you looking yeah. to stay in that 145 class? No, I'm, I'm trying to go up to 160, maybe 170. I'm trying to get bigger. 
trying to lift some weight yeah, and get bigger. <laughs> so the weight room was kind of the biggest, uh, I, I'd say, the biggest um, proponent for the success this year, man. So talk to us a little bit about that. You know, you said you hit the weight room, kind of took it serious this year. So, uh, you know, w- w- what really led to that kind of uh, transition for you? Well, I was always like, I wasn't the strongest. I and mean, I was about average my sophomore year. I wasn't still, I wasn't really a big 126. And I really just started lifting weights a lot. I mean, I went to a little bit of off season, but it was mostly just weight lifting. And I did a lot of weight lifting. And I'd say I was pretty much uh, one of the strong. I haven't really wrestled too many people stronger than me this year. And it's been a big advantage. Well, this year is probably one of the hardest to hit the weight rooms. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what yeah. you did to stay in shape and kind of keep that, you know, momentum rolling. Once you said, you know, hey, man, I want to be the best. I got I to gotta put in some more work. You know, what did you do to kind of, I want to say, survive, so to speak, in the, in the weight room and get bigger and stronger during all these shutdowns and things? Well, I mean, I didn't have too much to do over quarantine and all with the COVID, and uh, gyms was still – open most of the time so I didn't have too much to do so might as well hit the weights and get ready for next season and that's what I did well talk to us now whether it be the state championship or some other aspect Wayne what's been your biggest memory so far as a wrestler there at Crescent High School I I'd say team memories was my best it was Probably winning Team State, and that was that was one of the great memories. Uh, it was just big. Our whole team was happy. Individuals is all good to win and all, but once your te- whole team's happy and all that, it just makes you happy to see. Well, who's your biggest supporter, man? Uh, going going into these tournaments and and as you train and and kind of go through the the rigors of being a student athlete, who's your biggest supporter? I'm probably say my parents and my gotcha. yeah my family and my friends. Was there anybody else in your family uh, a wrestler, or is it just something that you picked up, took an interest in, and picked up and said, "Hey, I'm pretty darn good at this thing." It was just something I picked up. Really, I was wanting to do it a little bit in rec, but I never got into it. And I started seventh grade, you know, and I loved it since. Well, I tell you, man, we're yeah. really proud of you. Well, I was going to ask you next, so we're real proud of you, and I'm sure your family's even more proud of you. What did you guys do to celebrate those state titles? Well, uh, I, I mean, I celebrated with the team a little bit, and, I mean, it was just nice coming back. We didn't do too much, but it was just nice coming back in school the next day, being state champions and all. It haven't happened in a while. Is that the first? Uh, I I don't remember from the interview with Coach Powell, but uh, is that the first uh, state title for wrestling there at Crescent? I know you guys have some really really strong competition up there in the Upstate. It, it's our first in I think fifteen years. We won it in two thousand six, I think. Yeah. I got you. So you got some other teammates coming in tonight. Uh, 
you know, like you mentioned, it was a great team win. You guys enjoyed that for for a while. Uh, you know, what was it like when you guys won that that uh, team title? You're kind of coming back into your hometown there. It's kind of a smaller town. You know, was it was it kind of lit up for you guys? Did they do something to celebrate and appreciate your accomplishments? Yeah, we rode through Ava on the bus, and uh, we the whole like a good bit of the town uh, was outside, you know, celebrating that we won, and we went out to eat somewhere in Ava, and yeah, it was it was pretty good. Now, are you looking to wrestle at the next level? Is that a dream of yours to go into college and? and you know, pursue that, pursue your skills there and take it to the next level and get that education as well? It really just depends what offers I get. I mean, I will if I get some decent offers, I will, but if not, I'm fine with it. So you're just fine being a regular student. And, again, uh, you said you weren't quite sure what you're looking at studying at the next level. Uh, is there any type of interest that you have, man? Maybe, you know, you want to go into medicine or engineer, maybe even coaching or something like that. Is there something like that that interests you? I mean, I haven't thought about it, really, but I can see myself being a coach, really. That'd always be fun. Yeah, I tell you, you already have a story to tell, man. You know, you fought through, like you said, you started wrestling, you know, four or five years ago. And, you know, you, you came up short the past couple of years and, you know, you took it upon yourself to put in the work. And, and you know, that, that, that's what can make a good coach is someone who's fought through adversity, someone who didn't always have the greatest success, but then, you know, kind of got that discipline down and said, you know, if I want to be the best, I have to put in the best work. And uh, it sounds like yeah. that's what you did. So I tell you, man, that that's always something big. You know, you can always talk to your coach and, uh, you know, find a path to that. That's something that ultimately interests you down the road. You got a good story to tell, and you know we're certainly proud of you guys. Uh, we love the wrestlers. You know, we have some great wrestling here in the Low Country uh, with the team out of the 5A with uh, Coach Tucker over at Somerville, as well as many other great wrestlers that we've gotten to see. I've had three of my boys actually wrestled. Uh, none of them took it to the high school level, but you know, well, I've seen some great success with those guys and how taxing it is. I mean, I'll tell you. These guys played sports. All three of them played sports year-round, baseball, football, basketball, wrestling. And they will tell you, I remember even at 10, 11, 12 years old, that wrestling conditioning was much harder than the conditioning for football. So everybody that knows a wrestler knows how hard you work, man. So, again, we just want to say congratulations. Uh, we definitely want to see those rings when you get it. And we definitely want to stay in touch with you, big guy. We want you to, uh, you know, consider Southern Sports Central. You're home if you want to come on and talk about your off season, what you're doing, any big-time tournaments coming up, any college visits. We're here to give you guys a platform. We want to hear about it, too, because we love hearing the, you know, the athletes of South Carolina, the success stories, what you guys plan to do at the next level. So, you, you know, you know how to find us, and you definitely have our number, and Coach Powell does as well. But we definitely want to stay in touch with you, man. we got a whole other year to come on up and uh, to, to get things done you know, at, at the uh, state level, you know, as a senior. So we'll definitely be tracking you. And uh, what, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a two-second break, and then we're going to bring in one of your teammates. Okay, buddy? All right. All right, man. I appreciate the time and appreciate having you on. Go, 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 go
90. Sharp rock jumps upon the scene with a lean and a pocket full of green. The green doesn't symbolize I made it on the top, but Robocop last year was a shock. The tone of the Popeye cut shook your butt. Kids are screaming, the media says what? Kind of music is this for you to dance to? The man with the plan and the band demands you. Leave the smack and the crack for the whack. Throw the ball and the knock, keep a smile like that. Leave the knife and the gun in the store and ignore temptation. Set by the nation. Racial game cause it's pain, he's a new rep. In your hearts and mind, never forget to set. Walk in, so when you walk in, you don't just want. Black on black, remember that, it's important. Anyway, the shunless one brings forth the fun. No hatred, the summer's almost done. No time for sleep. Jump in your deep and pump up the funky beat. A holy fever goes off, yo, smash it, then trash it. You're too young to be plumped in a casket. Just get your boys and bring the noise and just swing it. And party people, swing it. utmost reports on sports of all sorts, let's join Richie Altman and Eugene Benton on Southern Sports Central. Welcome back to Southern Sports Central. The Bolton's pulled out nice and tight to the campus of champions here tonight. On hour number one is it's Crescent High School on the clock here. We welcome in to the show here right now with us. He is a champion at 106, the state champ here in the state of South Carolina, Mr. Brady Adams. What's up, Mr. Adams? How's Monday night treating you, buddy? Good. Good, good, good. Well, congratulations, man. You win a state champion, man. You're there in 
in the big bright lights, man. What was it like coming home from uh, something that at the end of the day, I think we've said this a million times, we didn't think wrestling was either going to be a conversation. Let's be honest, back in July and August and September, right? But not only was it a season, it was a season to remember with a couple of rings being passed around up there at uh, Crescent High School, man. What was it like on that ride back home with the rings and things? It was good. Everybody was happy. Team was happy. Family was happy. Were you happy? <laughs> oh, yeah. For what, sure. what was so tell me, man. So 106, man, let's be honest, man. You guys are grit. You're dirty. You're down and down, down low. You're, you're able to fling each other around a little bit, man. I tell you, I like watching the 106 weight class because I watch what you guys and girls and, again, some of the ladies in that weight class as well. It's a different style of wrestling, right, than it would be at maybe the young man, your teammate at 145, or the other young man at 160 is coming in. What makes 106 one of the toughest, in your opinion, classifications to wrestle in at that weight class? I mean, and like it makes it tough, like anything can happen, especially when you cut a lot of weight. Now, you saw I cut the weight. That's a sport in itself, by the way. I'm not playing any sport, but i got to starve myself to play. That's just the bottom line, and I thank God baseball and, and football wasn't in that deal. But to me, watching what you young men and women were doing just to stay focused, just to stay in line, to stay, as they say, in your lane, and your lane was sitting there at 106. How hard is it, man, to stay at that 106 weight class? Uh. Uh, was it was it tough? Because to me, when I started to kind of put things in, in, in order there, Brady, I, I think to myself, man, that that pizza looks pretty good. Or, boy, I sure would like to get that Snickers bar. You guys don't have a really opportunity to do stuff like that. Now, I know the last couple of weeks you guys have probably eaten pretty good, right? But during the season, not even close to – cheating even a little bit because in 106 it probably shows up a little bit quicker than it does in some of the other weight classes. Yeah, like after the season, then I've been eating a lot. About 120 right now. 120, look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, this young man has went from 106 to 120 in about two weeks, and he's got a ring, he's got a lot of things, and he's hanging out with us here tonight. On Southern Sports Centers, welcome Mr. Brady Adams, the 106 state champion here in the great state of South Carolina, all the way from Crescent High School. Now, you're not in a town that, that has, of course, got millions and millions and millions of things going on. So to have that small-town charm in, in 3A sports there, especially in 3A wrestling, is it is a, a special feeling when you guys came back home and, like you heard your teammate just earlier there with Cade saying the town, kind of was around and, and, and showed some love to you guys. How cool was it to come back into your hometown and, and to be able to do something that, quite frankly, guys, listen, to be honest with you, a lot of teams didn't even make the, the, the opportunity. You guys took it and ran with it. What was it like to come back into your town knowing that you guys were state champions? Well, it took a lot of work. It felt good. It felt, good. It felt amazing. To have like, all our teammates and stuff behind us, our supporters. Very nice. I love it, man. I love it. Now, let me ask you, what classification, we, we know grade-wise, are you a junior, senior, freshman? What, what year are you? A sophomore. 
sophomore, so you got a couple more years. And, boy, I tell you what, if you guys can win rings during a shortened season with all the, the things you can't do, not as much as what you can do, man, could you imagine? Can you imagine how excited Coach Powell is and Crescent High School is and the expectation is on you guys going into a season where we hope, fingers crossed, that it gets back to the new normal where you guys actually have a little bit of a workout going into the season. How, how excited are you and how appreciative are you that you were able to do some of the things you were able to do this year? Very excited. As long as we will work harder than in this year, we can repeat and win more rings. I love it. The confidence is there. The championship is in the air. And the ring, ladies and gentlemen, is here in hour number one. All the way, compliments to Coach Powell and his boys getting it done at Crescent High School here on Southern Sports Central here tonight. Uh, let me ask you, what was your hardest thing that you dealt with this season? Uh, when you kind of look at things, Brady, is, is all the challenges ahead of you, now behind you, what was the hardest challenge for you this past season? Uh, my knee. So tell us about that knee, man. What, what, what happened? I, I messed it up at practice a little bit. And it was difficult to white shoot on my left leg. But I had to keep pushing to win a state title. Brother, it's like trying to drive a four, four, trying to drive a car with three tires. When you got that knee kind of giving in and out, I can only imagine how important that that kneecap is, and, and and having the ability to put pressure on it. And I'm sure that that had to be a concern for Coach Powell and all of your coaches, not only of course your parents and yourself, of, of practicing just not to get hurt. And then you got to worry about staying safe. You know, when you kind of went through it this year. Well, what was the one thing that you look back that you can always – I get winning the state championship, but what is something that you look back this year that you always remember when it comes to the special season? Losing to BHP and motivating us to work harder. Losing to BHP and motivating us to work harder. I like that, man, because here's the deal. Through adversity comes what? Much character. And, and, and again, the character that you guys showed, the bounce back, the resilience, the ability – to get through the what we can't do and turn it into what we can do. Man, I love that story, brother. I tell you what, I'm super excited for you. On behalf of all of us here at Southern Sports Central, we say congratulations to winning the 106 weight class as a state champion. We're recognizing and, and being that young individual representing the state of South Carolina, Mr. Brady Adams, thank you so much, young man. We appreciate you coming on tonight. We wish you the best of luck, and we can't wait to get you back in here with us. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, we're going to take another little short break because coming back, oh, we're not done yet. We got one more. We got one more. Mr. Cameron Ellis, he's 160. He's a state champion, and, yes, he is on the campus at Crescent High School. We'll hear from him right after this, guys. Don't go anywhere more. Southern Sports Central right after this, guys. Oh, excuses, guys. I wish I could. I wish you could pay me a thousand dollars today. I can tell you, seventy percent is enough. I wish you could pay me fifteen hundred. I wish you could pay me fifteen hundred. And I could say to you, eighty percent is going to get it. I guarantee. Give me a fifteen hundred. I guarantee you. I guarantee you that I magic wand you, and eighty percent will be equivalent to hundred percent for you. Boof. 
but it's not going to happen. So I need you to understand something. You can have it if you want it. But the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, God, the bigger the dream, the bigger the dream, the harder the grind. And can I be honest with you guys? I'm grinding harder now than I've ever grinded before. Somebody said, E.T., somebody called me the other day said, E.T., I don't know if you've been paying attention, and they were right, I haven't. E.T., we've been going online, and if you go on YouTube and you put the best motivational video of all times, right now, E.T., that's your video. E, how do you feel? E.T., 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 I don't know if you did it, but I did it. The top motivational speakers in the world, and in some categories, E.T., you're there. You're like number 10, you're number 5, E.T. How do you feel, E.T.? I said, I'm going to be honest with you. It was easier when I wasn't on the list. It was easier because I wasn't focusing on that. We want people to make guarantees to us, but we're not willing to make guarantees to ourselves. Somebody gave you a guarantee, $30, 30-day guarantee. In 30 days, if, they, if you don't make what they told you was going to make, in 30 days, you got an attitude, you want your money back. But you've never demanded your money back from yourself. What do you do when you're not the only one that wants to make a million dollars in your company? You're not the only one that wants to be the president. You're not the only one that wants to be the CEO. What if you're not the only one that wants what you want? What if there are thousands of other people who want what you want? You have to outwork them. The reason why I'm not successful is because of my boss. Have you ever looked at yourself in the mirror and said, I'm not getting up on time? What do you do when a thousand other people want exactly what you want? You've never looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you let you down. Until you get to that point, you let you down. You've never, you're not brave enough. You want to put it on somebody else. I changed. And I stopped being a victim. I stopped saying, I've got to wait for good things to happen to me. And I said, I'm going to grind. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. I'm going to press toward. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything in my power every single day. And now, back to Southern Sports Central with Richie Altman and Eugene Benton taking your calls at 323-784-9681. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome everybody, we're here on the campus virtually, it's Crescent High School, they're state champions, they're doing their things, but the rings and all, as we welcome back the state champion, now we move to the 160 classification, he is known as Mr. Cameron Ellis, Cameron, welcome to Southern Sports Central, brother. Hello, hello. Glad to have you with us, buddy. Man, you hear a good guy there, one of the best motivators, E.T. You heard a lot about 
Stop making excuses. Start doing the things that need to be done to be different. You know, I was listening to that that, that motivation break there that we had, and, and you know, i got to be honest with you, man. I thought about you guys the whole way through. Everything that he said is the things that you guys did to get what you got, right? You guys got up early. You got up a little bit earlier, day after day. You had a target on your back. It was a lot easier when nobody knew you were good. But guess what? Now everybody knows you're good. Now everybody knows that, you know what? If you're going to win a state championship in 3A wrestling, you, you need to understand it's going to come through Preston High School. And if it's going to come through the classification of 160, you better pick up the phone to Mr. Ellis because he's got the conversation for you. So first of all, congratulations, big man. That's pretty awesome winning that race. Thank you. Yes, sir. Feels good. Yeah, it should feel good, man. You guys all three should be high-fiving. The whole town ought to be high-fiving you, man. So tell us a little about you, man. What classification are you? We know you're wrestling the 160, but what year are you graduating? And uh, tell us a little bit more about who is the man behind that ring and things over there, Mr. Cameron Ellis. Um, well, I'm a senior this year, so I'll be graduating. But I'm actually from Georgia. I moved up here in seventh grade. Met Coach Powell, and he's been there pretty much since day one. Went with him through middle school. I won state in eighth grade, uh, and he just we've just been there. And now you're here again. Now, so this makes ring number two. Is that right? Do you have any other rings? I know they do individual things as well, but how many rings have you put together? And by the way, congratulations early on graduating, brother. I tell you what, we've had so many of your class come on this show and. You know, that's great to hear your wrestling stories and the football and basketball and all the other sports, man. But to me, to hear that you're getting this getting this diploma, man, I tell you what, brother, you've been doing this thing for 12 years. This has been one of the toughest years of your yeah. life because of the restrictions, right, man? So you, you were a winner way before you got that ring coming in, man. That, that diploma coming in, to me, is just as big as that ring. But congratulations on an early graduation coming up here in a few months. Thank you. Yeah, man. So how many rings? Is it two? Eighth grade and your senior year? Um, so you came in style. You're going out style? Yeah, I got one in eighth grade. I'll get one for individual. The eight that place that state, they'll get a ring for traditionals. So I'll get a ring for that, too. And I'll get a team one in or north-south. Look at you. So you got three rings coming in, man. You ain't bragging. You're just hustling, man. Got four that's what rings. it looks like when you do it. Four rings. Well, four rings. Is that four rings this year or four rings total? Yeah. We'll make sure we get it four right. Four rings this year and one in eighth grade. Go ahead, man. Hey, look, man, way to do your thing. You're like, you know what, I'm not going to do anything my freshman, sophomore, and my junior season. I'm going to sandbag all you guys and get four rings all in one year, man. That's how you do it, big guy. That's how you come out and uh, make a name for yourself. So are, are you going – where are you going to school, man? I know graduation's coming, but – where are we going to go get that education after this is said and done? Are we going to be slamming some bodies to the floor or what? Uh, I'm probably just going to go to a tech school, and I'm going to come back and coach next year. That's what I'm planning on doing. Hey, I like that. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong right. with that, big guy, man, because it takes guys like you, right, that have been here, done this. Oh, yeah. Right? Like your coach, Coach Powell, has been with you since eighth grade that you moved from the great sure. state of Georgia to the better state. The better state. I said it loudly. South Carolina, so we're glad to have you here in our state representing us in style, man. So four rings in one year. And I'll tell you what, man, the year, and I said this just a minute ago with your teammate uh, just a few moments ago with Brady there. Man, again, wrestling, we, 
I, I hate to say this, man, but if, if COVID was a sport, it would have been wrestling, man. Let me be honest with you. You guys are slapping bodies and there's spit going everywhere. You guys are laying on top of each other. I mean, there ain't no social distance happening on these mats, brother. Let's just be honest. But for you guys, you well, guys did the right thing. You did it the right way. And, man, you're talking state champion rings and things all night long. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. It's been a rough year, but it's also been a good year. We've had a lot of success this year. And we came into this thing feeling like nobody even really looked at us. They just mentioned us as a new school. And, I mean, we just had a chip on our shoulder, and we got in here and worked hard and got the job done. That's all there is to it. No doubt. That's all there is to what he says is we do welcome in Coach, of course, uh, Powell's got all his big dogs in here tonight with us. Of course, Brady Adams checked in at 106. He's one of he's one twenty now, by the way. Let's let's give him that love. Cameron Ellis coming in at one sixty, big time doing his thing. And at one forty five earlier, it was Cade Williams. Man, you being the senior, how many seniors were on this roster? How many seniors uh, that, that that went this walk with you as the leaders of this group? Can you repeat the question? How, how many seniors? I know you were a senior this year, but oh, yeah. is, is there were any other seniors? How many seniors on this yeah, on this uh, roster? Uh, R-113, I got third, Mark McTega, he is a senior. And we had another senior, Jacob Ramsey, but he didn't do individuals. Let me ask you this question now. To me, wrestling is, is, is a different type of sport. It's, it's a lot more different than baseball and basketball and, and, and basically almost any sport. I, I relate this sport very similar to like you would see golf. Well, you guys are, yes, you're a team, but there's a lot of individualism intact in, in, in it. What about wrestling to you? Do you see it being the sport that really kind of defined you and was the sport that kind of got you through those four years of high school? What did you like most about wrestling when it's all said and done here now that you've gotten all that you could out of the season? Uh, just being together as a team, for the most part, making a lot of good memories with each other. Because we're family and we're all in here in this wrestling room, killing it every day, getting better. And it's just the team. I love making memories with my team and being a family. Brother, I tell you what, wins comes and losses. There's wins come and go. I, I know that from many years back when I played sports. But there was nothing like those memories, right? There's nothing like those bus yeah. rides and and even in the losses, man. There was so much. I, you hate to you hate to look at it this way, but even during some of the losses, I'd heard earlier about the one loss that kind of defined your whole season, where you guys bounced back and, and fought through and became state champions. But it's those losses that I feel like, as a team, man, those were the ones I remember the most. You know, some of our greatest coaches that have come on the show, they are they're they're recognized nationally as some of the greatest coaches ever in their sport. They can't really tell you much about their wins, but they tell you about each one of those losses because they seem to to kind of hit home what's one of those ones that, that you kind of took it off the chin but you said you know what this sucks i don't want to do this again you remember that moment back in the day could have been this year or, or the last three or four years no. well i've got second the past two years and you know i got second last year and i was just you know i didn't want that feeling again it's it's not a good feeling yeah i was very thankful to get second in state but you know, everybody wants first. 
Yeah, I totally agree. We're hanging out with the first place guy, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. He's weighing in at 160. Well, at least he was when he won this ring. Over there doing it big over there at Crescent High School. And, of course, the one and only is Cameron Ellis. Now, Cameron, he's just sitting at 160. Have you indulged into the hot fudge cake land and, and decided right. to go crazy about, on the sweets, man? I'm about 170 right now. <laughs> oh, you got to swell up, man. That's pretty awesome. I love it. Man, what was the first thing you ate? Let's be honest, man. You won the ring. You did your thing. Where was the first place you couldn't wait to go and just pig out and, and ball out there at the uh, at the buffet? Where'd you head to? Well, after the uh, after state, we went and ate uh, some really good pizza. And now, everybody's got pizza, that my music. favorite food. So. I, I said, okay, I thought that's a pizza, your favorite thing. That, that's that's your love language when it comes to the food department, pizza. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's probably the worst thing a coach hears, uh, wants to hear when it comes down to cutting weight. There's not a whole lot of things cutting other than the slices when it comes down to eating that type of stuff on a Monday through Sunday deal. Now, everybody I see walking around, you guys are listening to music. Now, I've been informed that some of you guys could be listening to opera. Some of you guys could be listening to anything and everything. What is the music that you listen to as you prepare for your name to be called, your weight class to be called up? As I say, you guys kind of walking around and trying to get in the mood. Well, I don't really, I didn't listen to any music uh, in individuals. I tried to uh, stay calm and collective. But for team, I mean, I just really listen to music that, that hyped me up. So I got there and get the job done. Let me ask you this. When you kind of put through it, who gave you the biggest tussle, man, in the five, six, seven, eight years, or, or let's just look at it this year. Who gave you the best challenge when it came down to wrestling this year? Who was that guy or, or, or that other side of the competitor that you really felt like gave it everything you got and you had to bring it from the first point to the final point of knocking that win out? Well, I actually, uh, actually lost to the DHP 170. I bumped up to wrestle him, and he beat me 1-0. And, you know, I just – I was on bottom in the third period, and I gave it my all and just couldn't get out. But he's a really good dude. He's a good sport, and he got second, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's just a really good dude. And, I mean, you win some, you lose some. It happens. You just got to pick your head up and keep going. You did that in style as we're wrapping it up here with a state champion here in the great state of South Carolina. We want to again thank Coach Powell for bringing in three, not one, not two, but three state champion wrestlers as we started off at 6'10 in the 145 classification with Cade Williams. Of course, he wins the ring. Of course, at 625, we're here for Brady Adams, 106 state champion. And right now, we're in the 160 category with the one and only, the senior in the room here tonight, Cameron. Ellis. He'll not only be sporting some new bling on graduation day, he'll also be getting himself a, uh, a high school diploma, brother. And we cannot tell you enough, as yeah. we've said it, and we'll say it again, congratulations on the rings, man. But even more, we cannot tell you how proud we are of watching you get that high school diploma, big man. That's awesome. Thank you, sir, and thank you for having me. No doubt. Now, Eugene, I'm not sure. Is Coach Powell, is he around? Is he in the room? Is he available? Uh, no, he, he's not in the room right now. 
Okay. All right. Well, do us a favor. We're going to go ahead and let you go back to your normal Monday afternoon. Do us a favor. Make sure you guys finish strong in the classroom. All right. Let's make sure that if you don't have your grades up, let's get them to where they need to go because you now hold a standard. You now hold a status quo in the great state of South Carolina, and that is a state champion. So you need to be a champion in and out of the ring, which means in the classroom, in your community, and on this show, you will always be known as a state champion. So let's make sure that we're doing that just no matter what, whether we're watching you or not, just understand that at this point going forward, everybody's watching, man, because you guys have earned the respect. So with that, God bless you, your families, and thank you guys all three for being on our, our show here tonight. Thank you, sir. You got a big guy. All right, guys, we'll uh, say so long, farewell. We got the bus moving. That's right, but it's not going, I don't think, too far. It's heading over to Gaffney at the top of the hour at 7 o'clock. We'll check in with the running back, y'all, from, uh, well, Gaffney High School over there. Tyler Smith going to be checking in here with us. Eugene, I'll bring you in for a little bit here before we head to break, but Man, three great guys, right? And, again, interviewing's not the easiest thing, okay? These guys are wrestlers. They're not interviewers. These guys are, are, are guys who do what they do within the rooms that they do it in. So, for them to have enough courage to come in here tonight and talk to us, man, I tell you what, I greatly appreciate their parents, uh, the administration, the coaching staff, and, of course, most of all, I appreciate them for coming in here tonight to kind of educate us, entertaining us, and updating us on what it's like to be a state champion here in South Carolina. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, uh, you know, I was actually uh, listening to those guys, man, and talk about, you know, what they've done since the state championships. And uh, they're hungry. <laughs> and, you know, you always say hungry for a win, but these cats are just hungry, man. You know, uh, I tell you, <laughs> yeah, that, that, must, that must be a pretty good pizza place. My man's put on uh, 14 pounds since, uh, since the state championship. So uh, we have to find the, the name of this uh, pizza joint there in Iva, South Carolina, because – Sounds like it might be some good pizza, man. Maybe they got special crust, maybe some good sauce, some good toppings. I don't know. We're going to have to catch up with Coach Powell and say, hey, bro, you need to introduce us to the pizza joint, man. We got some good recommendations from the wrestlers up in uh, in Simpsonville and uh, Fountain Inn, South Carolina. So we're going to have to check out this place over in uh, Iva and see where these cats are packing on these pounds, man. There's a lot of uh, – uh, I know a lot of football players this time of year are trying to bulk up, man. Maybe we need to put them on a bus and send them up to Iowa and feed them some pizza. Yeah, I tell you what, these young men have done great things, and if there's some young ladies, there's ladies as well, because here's the thing. And, and again, you know, we've been very blessed to have a wrestling, uh, a heavy dosage of wrestlers come into this show here in the last few, let's say, weeks. And it has been an honor to not just be a, a one-dimensional, one-sided, if you will, sports show that we are bringing in basketball we are bringing in football of course baseball will be coming next softball soccer will be on the way but we're making sure that we're showing homage to the young athletes who are achieving during times that's probably the hardest hardest time to be an achiever right and they're doing that overachieving as they go through their sport because there were so many ups and downs and i know Last night, was it last night or over the weekend, actually, the ladies in 5A were, were at it, Eugene. I know you covered that for us on social media, but tell us a little bit about how that went down because we now have well, completed, by the way, yeah. our, our high school basketball. You know, Sumter, uh, the Lady G's, the Lady Gamecocks, you know, which is a big name in the state. If you're a Lady Gamecock and you play basketball in this state, there are a lot of eyes on you. And that, whether you're at the high school or per, uh, college level, with the Lady G's, they jumped out and had a very, very strong lead, man. Uh, double digit lead at times, but the 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 lady um, the ladies from the Clover man they they just stu- they stayed in there and they fought 
and they fought. And I believe it was about 10 points going into the fourth quarter, and they just kept pushing. They just kept pushing, and they came out with a win. So uh, another win to the upstate in a category that, uh, that I think the Lady Gamecocks from Sumter were kind of favored going into that matchup, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, they jumped out, and they held that lead all the way until when it matters. When that final bell sounded, uh, the Clover uh, athletes, you know, the ladies up there at Clover were, were ahead. And, you know, it just it just seemed as you followed this the score – at the end of the first quarter, second quarter, even third quarter, you kind of thought, well, it looks like they're going to close it out because it took about a week and a half, what, two weeks because of some COVID two issues weeks. to get that game in. And uh, when they finally did, it was the only show in town. So we were definitely tracking it. And uh, to see the Clover ladies battle back and not give up, that was the key. Don't ever give up because you never know with a couple shots may fall, some shots may not go the other way for the other team. You know, just stay within your game. And that's what they did, and they held on for a hard 5A state championship. So hats off to uh, the Clover ladies. We sent them a request and said, hey, lines are open for you guys. We'd love to have the ladies here talk about the state championships. If they're listening, we'll make some room for you. You, deserve, you are the champion of 5A ladies basketball in South Carolina. That is not an easy fit, uh, 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 road to hoe. I mean, there were so many talented teams. We had one of the best teams that we thought in the down here in Low Country over at Somerville. They were stacked. So that just goes. Heavy ladies basketball this year was a very deep pool when it came to the playoffs, and uh, to win the state championship was no easy uh, feat to accomplish. So hats off to those ladies, and again for the remarkable win in the fashion they did it. Again, they were down double digits going into the fourth quarter, battled, stayed within their game, made the shots when it counted, came out with that victory. Okay, congratulations on behalf of all of us, all of you, and even to the Lady Game Talks of Sumter, a great job getting to that game. That was not an easy thing to do, guys. We're going to send you a little message for Frank Martin, for you parents that are out there, because we do know we've got some, uh, some ears out there of the parents, and I want you to listen to Frank Martin, talking about parents that coach from the stands. And, again, we are here to educate, to entertain, but also to make sure that you understand. You heard from the coach from Myrtle Beach Prep, and he talked about the importance of parents staying out of the way. Don't be that parent on social media. Don't be that parent thinking that they're not watching you, right? Well, don't be that parent in the stands as well. That being said, let's let Frank Martin take us to the top of the hour. When we come back, it's all Gaffney here at hour number two, and it's the running back. Number class of 22, Tyler Smith, guys. Don't go anywhere. Check this out from the South Carolina Gamecocks head men's basketball coach, Frank Martin, talking to you folks out there that are parents in the stand. I know this. I'm the most animated coach that you've probably ever seen when my team's playing. I go watch my kids play. I don't say boo. I don't wave my arms. I don't try to coach my kids. With all due respect to most parents out there, I probably know more about basketball than most of them. Okay? But I sit in the stands and I don't say a word. There's two guys refereeing a fourth-grade game on a Sunday morning. What can they possibly be making? 20 bucks a game? I used to do that. I used to make $12 for 10 and under, 15 for... 15 and under, and 17 or 18 bucks for high school age kids. Okay? So on a Sunday morning, instead of being in church, those guys are out there trying to make a couple bucks to pay their bills, feed their families. 
Do you think they really care what fourth-grade team wins? Do you really think that they, like, sat at home and said, I can't wait to officiate that game tomorrow because that one team, I can't wait to get that 10-year-old kid and embarrass them in front of people. Do you really think that's what they're doing? I don't try to tell my kid how they should play. You know what I told my two boys when they come asking me, why are you asking me, man? I didn't run your practice. Go talk to your coach. But don't talk about your coach in front of me, man. Because if you are, then you're not playing basketball. You don't understand why you didn't play better? Go talk to your coach. I'm not your coach. I'm your dad. Somebody disrespects you, then I'm here. If you fail, good. Deal with it. I'm going to help you get up. But don't come talk to me about coaching. I I do this for a living, man. I'm not going to criticize a guy that's trying to help you. And then the other part. So that's the officials. You think those coaches coaching fourth-grade kids are making any money? So there's someone that's giving of their personal time on a Sunday for free to help other people's children, yet we're going to have the adults in the stands yelling obscenities at the officials, criticizing every decision the coach makes, yelling at the kids like the kids. They're 10 years old, man. Like if they were LeBron James and Dwayne Wade playing in the NBA Finals, like, like they know how to handle their coach over here and their parent over here yelling at them. Then we wonder why kids get confused, man, why kids rebel, why kids don't know how to listen. How can you listen when you've got so many voices in your head at the same time? You know what life teaches you? Shut things off. And that's, that's the part that's frustrating to me. It's, if, if someone so, wants to be so animated when there's a basketball game going on, then go coach the team. Go run practices. Show up every day at 6 o'clock at night and run an hour and a half practice. And then you got your team to coach. Or be an assistant coach. Sit on the bench, yell all you want. I don't care if people on the bench yell at my kids. I got two boys. I, if they don't deal with my children, they won't be on my children won't be on their team. My my child acts up or doesn't do things the way that they're expected to do things by them, not me. And they let it happen, I'm taking my son off the team. I want my son to be challenged, I'm my, both of my boys. I want them to grow up. I want them to understand what life's about. But that's the part that's sad, man. to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass 
smells. I've never felt in my adult life the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, if you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons, I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men, and it's just beautiful. Conversation of football in a Friday night lights, and we welcome in all the way from the big town of Gaffney, South Carolina. You don't talk Friday night lights in our state without the boys of Gaffney, and we do it right here with the one and only, the running back, y'all, of the Gaffney boys, and that is Mr. Tyler Smith, fresh off his offer from Navy, young man. Congratulations. What a way to start March for you there, big man. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. Man, that's a blessing, brother. I saw that offer that you posted, and that's back on the ninth, I believe, uh, that you got that put down there. And uh, first of all, man, for Navy to come calling, bro, that's that's huge, right? I mean, that right there is is such an honor, not only to play football, but just to attend that place that, that has so much respect and homage and just charisma. There's so many big names that have come out of this school, man. That's that's a big deal, man. What was it like? Tell us, uh, walk us through that phone call conversation that you guys went through when you got that offer? Well, Coach Downing had called me, and we was on the phone at first. Then we, he told me to FaceTime him, so we FaceTimed him. He was telling me more about the academy, and then he gave me the offer, and he was just telling me it would be an honor for me to come down there and join the Brotherhood. So, you know, it was a good blessing to start, you know, the night where it started this month. Ain't no doubt, man. And give me some of that good graphics. Now, our graphic department, I thought, did you some pretty good justice as well. But, you know, I've watched some guys. Brandon Johnson, by the way, former uh, Fort Dorchester Patriot, who's now up there playing football at Navy uh, as a freshman this year, right? Uh, I watched him. He actually came on our show and committed to Navy uh, a little over a year ago. But, you know, to see the graphics and, and to see these guys come at you the way they do, you know, what's it been like for you? I know you're the class of 22, so you got another year to write that chapter together here before you finish your days of high school football. And Gaffney does it as good as anybody up there in the upstate and around the state of South Carolina. But what's it like to see your name on a lot of these graphics, man, where they're blowing you up all over social media? Uh, you know, it's very exciting, and it's truly a blessing. You know, anybody could be in the position that I am in, but God chose me. I'm beyond blessed that I had the opportunities that I do have. Now, it all starts in the weight room, young man, and I see you doing some great things over there in that uh, in that lab, as you guys may call it, in the upstate up there at Gaffney High School. 300-pound power clean, right? That's pretty big, man. That's a yes, pretty sir. good uh, 
pretty good day workout, man. I could see the excitement of all your, your brothers there coming into you, man. What was it like as you, you were getting ready to pick it up, man, you're going to sling it up, up and then you slam it back down. What was, what was going through your mind as you were getting ready to do this big deal on that, uh, that afternoon there? Uh, I just had the mindset to just try as hard as I could and get it done. And all my brothers, you know, my teammates, they was around me, hyping me up, supporting me. So, you know, if they helped, it was really easy. Now, here's the cool part. Now, he got that offer on the ninth. That video that we'll retweet here right now, matter of fact, you know, it, it was actually on the eighth. I wonder, and I just wonder how much they were watching that social media when you when that football page or Gaffney had the football page put it out there, tags you in it, man. I, I tell you what, man, you get it done in the weight room, it carries out there to social media, man, and it means big things. I mean, tell us a little bit about how you've allowed social media to help you in your recruiting process as a junior. Well, um, most of the teams that's texting me, they usually have a recruiting page, so they send me, like, the edits that you were talking about with my name on them. So mm -hmm. I made sure that I tweet them with, the like, the school's hashtags, and then the people that follow the hashtags, like, supporting that school, they usually show attention and love to the tweet. Now, looking at your Twitter account, great job, by the way. It's easy to follow you. You got your name in there, and you make it simple. I appreciate that. Because that's the hardest thing, by the way. These coaches got a million young men and, and, and others to try to catch up with. So to make it easy is, is in your best interest. But I like the quote that you use, young man, where you say dreams are a thought until you put in work and make it a reality. Man, where does that come from, man? What is that, what, where where's that come from and, and how did it land on your, your head or there on Twitter? Well, it's a quote from uh, Ray Lewis, famous linebacker. And I actually, you know, just take that quote as, like, just something personal every day, just work at it every day. Now, when you kind of look at it, here again, we're, we're going through all of your stuff here, all throughout before landing you're here on our show tonight. Of course, we know you're, of course, uh, a big-time running back. Is that where you're hoping to go when you go into the college ranks, when you land on a campus somewhere around the country? Is running back kind of the direction you would like to go into? Yes, sir, that's my goal. Now, when you look at playing football, now, Gaffey, dude, I'm going to tell you something. Now, I, I've never in my life, and this is back in 1995 when I played high school football, never have I ever seen men with beards coming out of their helmets until 1995 when we played Gaffney. I went to Sockety out there on the coastline. I went up to Gaffney, man. I think I was hit by, like, four tractor trailers, known as your defensive line, by the way, the quarterback. It's just big up there, man. Everything's big. It's almost like Texas and the upstate up there where you guys just breed them, bleed them, and do it different. What's it like to play at Gaffney, man? And, and is there any family history of, of, of dad or, or uncles and, and, and so on and so forth, uh, family members that have played at this, uh, this All-American high school that you go to? Well, my brother and my dad played at the high school before me on the varsity teams. And the atmosphere – the atmosphere is like, it's just so exciting, you know, coming out on the field, running out the tunnel, seeing everybody in the stands going crazy for you, and, you know, just everybody living under that rule, pride, and tradition. Lot of tradition. Now tell us about tradition. Let's have that conversation. I'm very well familiar. You know, there's certain teams in our state that you know when you mention Friday Night Lights, Gaffney is one of those, Irmo is one of those, Somerville is one of those. Right, Berkeley has a conversation in that conversation as well. 
you know, and I'm talking historical, right? In Abbeville, we all know about the big A up there around the promised land. They do some things in 2A land. But for us, we all know Gaffney has always been one of those heavy hitters. Dylan is one of those heavy hitters. You know, when you look at tradition, what is the big tradition of Gaffney that you guys are known for before the game as you guys are getting ready to get out there and get after it on a Friday night when the lights cut on? Well, you know, the pride and tradition thing, it all feeds into the discipline factor. I feel like that's what we separate ourselves from other teams. We have a discipline factor. We come in Monday through Thursday, and we put in the work and then perform on Friday night. And you guys do that in style. Now, let's talk a little bit about this past season, man. Uh, you know, it wasn't a normal season, okay? It wasn't that indeed. Matter of fact, we started after Labor Day, and a lot of start and stops happening. Uh, I'm not 100%. I don't have your schedule sitting directly in front of me. And, of course, I don't know whether you guys start or stop or how many times. But walk me through all the way to the first game, right after Labor Day, and all the way through your season. But before you talk about the season, tell me, what did you do? Did you visit camps during the summer? Did you stay in shape so that you didn't have to get in shape? What did you do before the season even kicked off during the summer months? Well, we stayed, I definitely stayed in shape. But I was invited to camps, but we couldn't go because of COVID protocols. Now, when you look at all of that, so what was the biggest thing for you? Where did you find time? Where did you make time? Where did you make it become it's going to happen, not it might happen, it needs to happen? Where did you go and and run and work out? And and, and what type of weights did you use? I mean, did you get creative? I've seen a lot of young athletes using the broomsticks and the the milk jugs with the sands. I mean, I've seen it all. It's been frightening interesting with a lot of young entrepreneurs during the summer, but what did you do to stay in shape, to keep lifting the state in the great shape that you were able to stay in before the season kicked off? Well, my big brother, actually, he he was like a personal trainer for me during the summer. He helped me stay in shape. We made a workout, and we also did pool workouts, so it was like something extra to add on every other weekend. I love it. As we're hanging out on the campus virtually over Gaffney High School at the running back, class of 22, ready to do what he needs to do to win a state champion. I know that's got to be on your mind, uh, and that was definitely on the list uh, this past year. Tell us a little bit about this season. How did this season go for you? If you got any stats, you can definitely lay those out here during this conversation as well. But walk me through the first game to your final game, and, and what did it feel like in a very unusual season? Well, the first game, you know, the first couple games, we was on the winning streak. We maintained it all the way until the playoffs. And then, you know, we came up short against T.L. Hannah, but I wouldn't want to change it up. I love rocking out with my brother. T.L. Hannah, of course, ended up playing for the upper state, representing the upper state for the state championship game there against Dutch Fork. Now, of course, Dutch Fork wins another one up there. Uh, in 5A football, but you're right. You're exactly right, man. The, the the way that you guys went through your season, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I really had – there were four teams that I had in the final four. Uh, you guys were, of course, uh, right there. And uh, me, Joe Hughes, and a few others that do what we do here around our state of South Carolina, South Gaffney, man, locked, loaded, ready to roll. What was one of the biggest moments that you had this past season during your games, the moment that you will look back, and that was the one thing that you will always remember about this special season? Well, when we were down at T.L. Hannah, it was like early in the – well, late in the third, beginning of the fourth quarter, we had just came out of two consecutive touchdowns, and the defense made stops. And then I had ran a long touchdown for like 
50 plus yards and we missed a field goal, but we were still right there in our defense. They, you know, they did their best thing they could. No doubt about it. Now, let me ask you this. Is relied, by the way, hanging out with Mr. Tyler Smith. He has an offer, by the way, from Navy. It's his first offer of his uh, of his high school time. Here, many more to come. Can't wait to watch that blow up on social media. But, you know, when you put everything in order, you're a running back, you do your thing. Who do you kind of look after or who do you see that you kind of mirror your, your style of running when it comes to a running back, maybe in college or even uh, in the NFL or former NFL player? Who would you say that you – you kind of mirror the most. Uh, I would say uh, Rico Dowdle, some type of like him. He actually from my hometown, and my dad and him they got connect. So me and him stay in touch. Always, you know, look at his grind to you know add a fuel to my flame. Now there you go. So let me ask you this. Now that's the former Gamecock, University of South Carolina, correct? Yes, sir. Now, how interested? I mean, you're kind of up there in that, that we you can lean either way. Or, or do you have a team in the state, or are you just really kind of who is your who is your Saturday showdown team? Are you a Tiger, a Gamecock, or are you liking somebody outside of the state of South Carolina as a fan, by the way? And I'm not saying that's where you would go, but who do you usually root for on Saturday? Uh, I usually go for Clemson. Go Tigers. <laughs> and I like that he puts that in there. Now, of course, all that being said. How hard has it been for you, young man? I know that this has not been a very normal season, uh, even in the, the after season, if you will, because the extended period now to May 31st, uh, and that's kind of limited you guys to some extent, by the way, because there are some colleges that you can visit and certain things you can do. You just have to follow protocol. But what are you doing to make sure that coaches are seeing who the real, when I say the real running back over there at Gaffney is and around the upstate up there, Mr. Tyler Smith, how are you getting your name out, young man? Well, I'm just going in the weight room every day, doing my job, and tweeting out all the edits that I get from all the recruiting pages. And that's a big thing, man. Now, tell me this. When you go in and you start to kind of go through your Twitter account, and you've heard this so many times, and that is be mindful of what you put out there. What's some of the things when you go to retweet? And I've looked back at your page today once we knew that you were a clutch to come in tonight. What, what, what are some of the things that you try to make sure that you have going through your social media. So, because, again, remember, these coaches are not just looking at what you put today. They're going all the way back, possibly, of what you put from day one of having a social media account at all. Just making sure my Twitter stays as clean as possible so that I can give coaches the first good impression when they go to my page. I love it, man. This young man has not only been trained on a football field and in a classroom, this young man might be taking my job or doing better, hanging out on the ESPN studio somewhere. So, Hang tight. Now, let me ask you this. When you kind of put it all in perspective, it's not that far away. Graduation, not that far away at all. You'll be doing this in about a year, having this conversation. We'll be talking about what it was like for your chapter and your, your legacy that you left over there at Gaffney. Have you already started to kind of think about what you want to do at college to the next level, being an athlete? You know, we're not worried about tomorrow. It's already basically here. We're already thinking about what's going to happen in the next few days. So, for you, have you started thinking about the degree? Have you started thinking about what you want to do when you go to college? Uh, I actually want to get into the engineering field, mechanical mechanical engineering to be specific. I actually like working with, like, hands-on projects. I like that. So Clemson's a good fit for you. Georgia Tech, the Rumbling Rex there, Purdue, and a few other great schools that have some pretty good engineer uh, schools around the great country here. And, of course, I know you're, you're a Clemson Tiger fan. Have you – 
and you kind of looked around the corner just to make sure everybody over there at Clemson and, and, and Coach Sweeney and those guys kind of have an idea of what's happening over there in the Smith House? Uh, yes, sir, definitely. We all on the same page over here. <laughs> I can only imagine. I love it, man. And again, you know, my thing is this. You're going to go wherever you can grow, and that's the best advice I give any young man or woman to come on this show when it comes to college, right? You go where you feel like you can start, you can play, and you can see another day because on the sideline, it's great. It's a pretty good view, but you don't get a lot of uh, you don't get a lot of action in the paper when it comes down to that. But for you, you have the ability to play multiple positions, young man. You can return the ball with special teams. You could probably, I would imagine, by looking at some of your film, that you can play secondary as good as anybody, man. Besides running back, what other positions do you feel like you could add to this portfolio? Because I can look at your title and honestly say instead of running back, I'd have put athletes because I think you're just that and then a little more. Uh, thank you. And I feel like I can fit in uh, – I can play a little bit of wide receiver. A little bit of wide receiver. I like that little slot wide receiver. Now, give us the size on you because I didn't have that pulled up here. How tall are you? Give me your give me your 40 numbers and uh, – Kind of tell me what's your biggest contribute to the to the game when it comes to that running back position. What is that your signature thing there? Well, I'm actually six foot and I'm 185 pounds. My 40, I've been clocking the four or five lately. Right, I like that, man. So you got some wheels under you, man. You're doing things. What have you done since the season is over? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Again, everybody in different districts have different availabilities to different you know, weight rooms and so on and so forth, but what's it like up there on the campus of Gaffney? What are you guys doing uh, to, to, to stay in shape, to get better? What have you done on and off the campus to, to kind of get that speed, to, to get that ability and, and to continue to grow to get better? Well, we working out every day no matter what, and then in the middle of the week, so on the Wednesday, we have a passing day, and then some weekends, me, my quarterbacks and wide receivers, we have set up throwing days. Well, we're continuing to get better. And that, again, I think that's the thing I, that I saw out of our state and our athletes, not only in football but all the sports. You guys and girls went out around your, your, your areas outside of your facilities. You found places to work together. And even some of you guys have worked with other guys at other schools. How has that been for you guys? Have you guys had a chance? Or, or do you feel like this has gotten you guys a lot tighter when it comes down to that you had to go the extra mile just to get in the extra work, you know, do you feel like a situation like this has made you guys a lot tighter than a normal season? Uh, it definitely made us tighter, if anything, because, I mean, the quarterback, he just came in, so he's trying to feel around the program. So with us throwing with him every day, it's just building a better bond for the whole team. No doubt. Building a big bond here tonight on Southern Sports Central, representing Gaffney here on the show is the class of 22. He's a running back to them, but he's an athlete to us. And that's Tyler Smith, who with his first offer, by the way, from the Naval Academy. That's a big deal in many ways, whether you're playing sports or getting that degree and getting that check as you kind of you, you make a commitment for life when you commit to a place like that, young man. I think that's an honor and, uh, and an amazing conversation off the air that you and I can have uh, here in a few as well, but I cannot tell you enough how proud I am of you of all the things that you're doing. I see your social media. I watch what you guys are doing, and uh, just to see how you handle yourself, young man, that's why the people at Navy thought without a doubt you would be a perfect fit, and if there was ever the first perfect offer, I know you would like to see Clemson come calling, and I don't see why they wouldn't, 
But to see Navy, oh, to see Navy as that top offer, man, that speaks volumes not only of you but of your folks that have raised you and, of course, all those that have been a part of your life that have molded you into the young man that you are today. Yes, sir. It's definitely been an honor receiving the blessings that I have been receiving. So when you look forward, all right, so we got spring ball coming up, right? The best news we heard was a few months ago when the commissioner and all those at the South Carolina High School League said there will be spring ball, which was like a, I mean, it's like a pizza party in the fifth grade to us here on Southern Sports Home. So let's be honest, how excited were you guys to know that you guys were going to have a chance to, to do the things that you didn't do last year? As a senior coming up this year, how, how much are you appreciating this more than ever? Because we might have taken this thing for granted a little bit there, Mr. Smith, right? I think we're all guilty of that because now we know what it's like not to have it. What are your goals going into the spring this year? No. Try to get some more schools recruiting me. Try to get on some more school radar and to get a little bit faster. I like it, man. Well, you keep doing what you're doing. You keep doing it the way you're doing it. And I know by the grace of the good Lord above, my friend, you're going to do great things no matter where when and how you land, where you do, you're going to continue to get better, man. And I cannot wait. Can't wait to see that second one, dude. It's coming. Hold tight. Grab your popcorn. It's going to hit here real soon. I can't wait, buddy. Thank you again for taking time out tonight to not only represent yourself, your family, your teammates over there, of course, doing it big over at, of course, Gaffney High School, man. But I can't, again, tell you how proud I am of you. And congratulations on that big time offer, my man. Thank you. And thank you all for having me. Always a pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, the bus is leaving the stop over there at Gaffney High School. We want to thank, of course, uh, Mr. Tyler Smith, class of 22, the big running back. I think, again, if you're a college coach, you're listening in right now, this kid can play anywhere. I think he could turn it, he could kick it, he could throw it, he could catch it, he could probably do it all in the same motion. But I recommend you giving him a spot and letting him do his thing because this kid is a very five-star individual on and off the field. He's a five-star kid in the classroom. He's a young man in the community that is a very, very, uh, uh, I would say, uh, a standout by all means and definitely uh, has proven this year after year. As we continue to talk to a lot of those coaches, we talk to a lot of those in that community, Eugene, that just speaks so highly of this young man who, quite frankly, you didn't even have to say a whole lot. When you got your first offer from the Naval Academy, it speaks volumes in itself because they don't just offer anybody an opportunity to be a part of their program. Yeah, and actually speaking from experience, you know, the the academies, they'll reach out and they'll, you know, send some graphics or, you know, kind of make those contacts type of thing, and they'll talk to the head coach. But one thing that I learned from the academies as well as the Ivy League schools uh, with a, a young man that, that I uh, coach is that uh, you won't know, but they will contact your school and request your transcripts. And if those transcripts come through – that's when they start getting together and deciding whether they're going to, you know, further that contact or make that offer. So they've already looked at this young man's transcripts. That says a lot because they are not easy to get in. You know as well as I do with your nephew, my son, Jeremiah, who's had some interest in uh, West Point, also mechanical engineering. You know, they still like the best of the best. You have to be, if you're an athlete, you have to be a great athlete and a great student. But first and foremost, they will tell you, you have to be a great student first before, you know, the athletics, uh, because they are so selective, you know, they, they take, I think their admissions is something less than uh, some of the Ivy Leagues to get in. And uh, it's very tough. So if you get that offer from one of the uh, academies as well as the Ivy Leagues, you know you've done a great job 
year one, two, three uh, in, in your academics as well as your athletics. So that's a big deal. It's a great program. I mean, it's one of the best engineering programs in the, in the nation. Uh, so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you're set for life. And uh, we did go through some of the um, admissions process. You get to meet people that you wouldn't think that are like CEOs and presidents of major corporations who will be pushing you and kind of guiding you through the process as well as the athletic coaches. So hats off to him for that offer. I know he's, uh, you know, got the line out there, man. He's going to improve. He's trying to work on his speed and see what else comes his way. But I think there's some big things, you know, some other opportunities coming his way as well. At the end of the day, as a coach, as a parent, you know, when you look at your child uh, or, or student athlete, is you want them to have opportunities. When that day comes, that, that infamous signing day comes, you know, you'd want them to have more than one opportunity so that they can learn how to evaluate and make good decisions for themselves. Because at the end of the day, that's what they have to decide. And, uh, you know, hats off to him. I can't wait to follow his career, uh, especially over the next year, because, you know, I think some more opportunities are headed his way. You know, he, he's got great size, he's got great speed, he's got great films, and, of course, he already has, you know, great academics as well uh, to put together that whole package. It makes him a one heck of a recruit coming out of the state of South Carolina. Yeah, it does. And talking about one heck of an individual in our state of South Carolina, how about Lou Bajak? Happy birthday to one of the best gurus of gurus here, of course, uh, in covering high school sports. He works for the state paper, big-time contributor around the great state of South Carolina. If you don't know, now you know. You need to reach out to this guy and, and, and give him a shout-out. Tell him happy birthday because this is a guy that takes away time from his family, from anything and everything to cover not only one sport but all sports. Go over there and locate him on Twitter. Here's his Twitter handle, at Lou the State. Again, it's at Lou the State. He is a prep sports coordinator at the state paper in Columbia. He does an incredible job covering, smothering, and educating us all on our athletes across the state. And, Lou, on behalf of all of us, to you, young man, happy birthday. We got a break, got to come back because the bus is slowly getting the brakes on over a great collegiate with the quarterback from the Elite 11, Mr. Tay Robinson, right after this. Guys, don't go anywhere. Never. 
Southern Sports Central. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And give us a call at 323-784-9681. Let's rejoin Richie and Eugene on Southern Sports Central. Hey, yo, you ready? Let's do it. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Richie. I'm alongside Eugene Bent. What up, fellow dude? The bus is ready to rock and roll with one of the best in the biz when it comes to quarterback, and he does it in style with the Elite 11. He is Mr. K. Robinson from Great Collegiate. What's going on, Mr. Robinson? How's Monday night treat you, buddy? It's going pretty good. How, how y'all doing? We're doing good, man. Hey, that great collegiate, man. You guys know a little bit about balling out on a uh, Friday night, man. We're glad to have you with us. And, of course, uh, doing what you do, my man. I appreciate your time here tonight to hang out and talk football. Yes, sir. Glad to be with you. Always a play. Brought you in a little style here tonight. So tell everybody. You don't know. We know. We follow you. We hang out with you from time to time. But tell everybody your classification, your height. Uh, give us some numbers, man. Give us your 40s and, uh, and talk a little bit about yourself a little bit. Brag on yourself if you don't mind. Okay. My name uh to Travis Robinson. I go to uh, Great Collegiate Academy. I play quarterback. I'm six three. I I weigh um one ninety five and I I I was an all state quarterback. I went to the Elite Eleven and I did pretty good there. Um I've been a, a starter for three years. I transferred in from uh baseball leaders of high school and um I'm just glad to be on the show. Man, it's an honor to have you in here with us tonight, man. We appreciate the time, of course, representing great collegiate style as uh, you do it there, Mr. Robinson. Now, of course, we look at your great point average, 3.9, all region, all state, all everything. And of course, you mentioned that Elite 11. Man, what was that like? Tell us about that trip, man. What was that like as you guys were just out there just grinding out another day in the office? Yeah, man, it was it was a great experience just being out there with some of the uh, best competition all around. It just I learned a lot, picked up a lot from it. It's just a great experience, and I always dreamed about a kid just getting getting a chance to to actually do it. It, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and pretty awesome indeed. You did an awesome job representing the Palmetto State. Now I see some more stuff in here. The one that I like is that you got a couple of Bible verses on your Twitter account, man. I love that part, man. Leading with the Lord and everything else follows. And you're seeing that by all the accolades you continue to get, not only being a part of what we do here in Southern Sports Central, but being invited to the Elite 11, being a part of the all-region, all-state team that you are. Jeremiah 29-11. I see that there, of course. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and future. Now, man, if there wasn't a perfect Bible verse in the year that we just had, that one right there should hit home to everybody. Tell us about your background there because, see, spiritually, man, you seem like you got your things in order. Oh, yes, sir. Um, I do everything for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just, me and my family, we just always live by that Bible verse. We believe anything that happens to us in life is not designed to stop us. It's designed uh, to reposition us to come in uh, contact with what God really asks for. So I just live by that. And and I take that mentality on the field, in the weight room, in the classroom, just everything I do, I just live by that Bible verses, and it's one one of my favorites. So, yeah. 
No doubt about it, man. Doing it, doing it big here with us tonight. Mr. Robinson all the way from Great Collegiate. Of course, he is the quarterback, y'all. He's the class of 22. That 22 class, man, I got to tell you something. That 21 class pretty good, pretty daggum good. But you guys, man, this 22 class coming out next year, it is going to be epic, man. And you have seen it. I know you keep an eye on a lot of these lists that are coming out here lately. You're part of many of these lists. I mean, I look at quarterbacks across the state of South Carolina. This could be one of our biggest years of great quarterbacks coming across this year. What is it about this class, it seems, not only the, the brothers that you're going to be graduating here soon from Gray this time next year, but just across the state, man, you've seen the talent just get better and better, man. What are you contributing to? Oh, yes, sir, man. This class, it got some dogs in it, man. Like, speaking on speaking on my end, I just feel like, I just feel like, man, this is one of the best classes that that we've seen yet. Just with all the dogs in it, and not only off the on the field, but off the field too. Just like the leadership that's shown in the classroom work, I just believe this this could be one of the best classes uh, to come for a long time. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of that class that had a lot of big names that came out of our state a few years ago. It's been a minute, but watching what you guys do is huge. Now, the season wasn't what we, you know, and I've had this conversation with a lot of your. Uh, a lot of the guys that play football here in their state, this wasn't a normal season, but it was business as usual. When the lights came on, you guys went to work. It didn't matter what year it was. It didn't matter what game it was, what night it was. You knew that you had a job to do. Walk me through this season. You start a little bit, I believe, after Labor Day. You get through. You do your thing. What was it like getting into this first week when you guys were finally able to put some pads on? Oh, yes, sir. Um, it was hard at first because you know you got a small group when you work out, so you can't really can't really team bond like you normally do in the summer. Like this team might this uh, group of guys might be outside running while the other group just lifting, so you really like apart for a long period of time. And for me transferring in from Batesburg Leeds High School, it was just like it was different for me because I ain't really get to pick up on the playbook a lot because when you have spring, I ain't really get to see it on the field a whole lot. So it was just mental reps for me, just studying the playbook every chance I get and just trying to learn what everybody do and so I can help the guys around me get better. And and um it was it was just it was just difficult at first. It was kinda of weird at first. I'm used to a lot of people being at the games, big crowds, a lot of energy. But, you know, we had to wear masses on the bus, get your uh temperature checked in. So it was it was kinda of hard but we always we knew we had a goal in mind that was to win the state championship, which it still is. I mean, unfortunately, we came up short of that goal, but I mean, I felt like this still was a successful season for us, even though COVID kind of like stands a little bit. But I still felt like we had a pretty good season, and I and I love my brothers, man. I'm just ready to get back at it this spring. Getting back at it with us here tonight, seven thirty. Guess is of course Mr. Robinson, the quarterback. From great collegiate, of course, uh, excited to have him in here with us on the show here. Now, what was the biggest thing that you learned? I know you mentioned that you transferred in, and, and again, you're at a school that's a little bit, maybe a lot different than where you came from, from different things and raisins. But when you look at it, what was the biggest thing that you learned during this football season coming out of it when it was uh, finally all said and done? The biggest thing I learned is uh, how to handle adversity. I mean, I had big expectations going in, you know, and – it didn't really go my way at times. So I just had to know what I came here for. I know I knew when I came to uh, Gray that everything wasn't going to be all, like, butterflies and daisies, but I just had to I just had to keep going and pushing through, through, uh, through the adversity for my teammates and for my team. So the biggest thing I learned was the, how to be humble and, like, 
just how to handle adversity at all times. No butterflies and no daisies up there, of course. The great collegiate is where with their quarterback. Part of that Elite 11 team, and I'm looking back at this list, man. Holy moly, man. You went into this uh, state, Georgia, right over there in Atlanta, and I'm looking at some of the numbers. And if I'm not mistaken, you're top five, by the way. And there was a lot more than ten guys. They just got the top ten guys in there. There was a lot of guys from our state here represented in there. And, of course, a couple of guys that looked like from around the area. Spring Valley's quarterback was there. You were there finishing in the top ten. What were some of the big names that you saw and, and maybe somebody there that you were like, you know what, I, I, this is what I got to do. And you came in and you were able to grind out and get in the top five in the ratings when it came down to being done on that afternoon. Um, really, I just came in with my head down, and I knew that it was going to be other guys in there that was just as good as me, if not better. So I just came in there with my head down, and I, I'm built for it, you know. So everything, every drill, every every forty, every everything that we did, I just went hard, and and I knew I was there for a purpose, and it probably was the only shot I could get to like really get exposure. So I just had to conquer that opportunity and attack it because my homeboy uh, Dre, who go to Spring Valley, me and him was just talking, and was like, man, we gotta we gotta put our state on the map. We gotta do this for South Carolina. So we just went out there and we and we did what we had to do to get in the top five. So. That was amazing. Yeah, and you did a great job as he represented the Palmetto State and style. Of course, he mentioned another young man there, of course, from another school in their state, also there. And there was a few other ballers around that were there as well that we were able to catch up with as, uh, when it's all said done. Now, what have you done since the season's ended and uh, to, to stay in shape, to make sure that you're getting your numbers to where you need them to be before the senior season hits off here in about three or four months? Uh, first, after the season, I kind of uh, took a break from football just to uh, get football in my mind for a little bit. And then once January came, I started hitting it hard. The biggest thing for me this season is working on my on my motion and cleaning it up and getting faster feet in the pocket. I've really been trying to get bigger, faster, stronger uh, in the weight room and stuff. But the main thing for me this season is dialing in on the playbook. Um, we've been having team lifts in January, so we've been working hard and done. Just getting my guys out there to the field every chance we get, just working on our uh, connection. And, and we're working on rocks on air. We'll go one-on-ones. But the biggest thing for us this season is, is to make sure we're on the same page because so, we got a spring this season, so it's going to be a lot better for us. But the biggest thing was for me was just cleaning up my motion, trying to get faster feet in the pocket, and just trying to look more smoother, all-around complete quarterback. I love it. I love it. I love it. As we're hanging out right now with a big-time quarterback from Great Collegiate, representing the class of 22, representing us here on Southern Sports Central is Mr. Tay Robinson here. We're excited to have him on here tonight. Can't wait to watch him write this final chapter of his senior year coming up here uh, next year, of course, to maybe, I guess, actually in about three or four months. Now, when you look at this, let's talk academics, man. Very impressive numbers and a 3.9. That's going to get you into college. There's no doubt about it. Your ability – and your agility and all the things that you're doing on the football fields can also get you where you need to go. You transferred from another school. You come into this school. It is a Collegiate Academy. It's great. We're very familiar with it. They've got a few other schools around the state. But this school right here, you know, I've seen a lot of big names come out of this school. I've seen some big things happen out of it. Tell me about Gray Collegiate. How has it academically prepared you for where you expect to go when this season or, of course, your chapter in high school comes to an end? Uh, man, it prepares you a lot. Just it's, it's really like a college, like collegiate. I mean, just coming in from baseball, I had to adapt because 
we our school is like what's completely different from Gray. But the main thing is you got you got to be on top of your work. Like you can't get behind. And the academics is great. Everything dual enrollment classes and everything to prepare you for college. And you can take college courses while you're in high school. So when you get to college, your first semester, you might could still be like in your dorm while other freshmen got to take classes that you already took in high school. So it, it's just good for me, man. And and it, and it really help you out with your GPA. So if you taking dual enrollment classes and you make say a 75 on your GPA, it's going to look like it's a B because it's college classes. So it helped me out a lot. But the main thing is just don't get behind on your work and stay on top of your academics. But academics always came before football for me. So I've been straight on that. End. I love it. You got you got everything in order. Now, how about this other part? Those are pretty big shoes you had to fill. I know you love the challenge. You love the opportunity. You did a great job, by the way. But a kid now that's at Clemson, he's a quarterback, and he's got some time even on the field. Has Hunter, has that young man reached out to you and uh, talked to you a little bit, maybe give him some words of wisdom and, and just maybe some advice? I mean, how much or have you had the chance to lean on him when it comes down to taking over the reins and, and, and stepping into this opportunity that you did this year? Oh yes, sir. Hunter's he, he, man. He one heck has a heck of a dude, man. I'm telling you. Uh, we talked a lot. He just told me to go in there with my head down and don't try to do too much. Just being the new. He 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 telling me about like how to carry yourself on the field when things don't always go right. Man, he just helped me so much throughout the process, and I re, I still reach out uh, to him to this day. So man, Hunter, he's a great dude, and he always tell me, you know, just to. Always make sure you're getting better every day. Just make sure your teammates, just make sure your teammates is getting better too. So when you're on the field, you gotta go hard every rep. Just take it all in, cause when it's when it's done, it's done. And he says it's nothing like high school football. So he was just showing me, he was just showing me the ropes, and I it's my job to follow. So I'm I'm appreciate appreciating of uh, Hunter and everything he's um, talked to me about to this point, and I just hope he keep balling out at Clemson. I tell you what, man, he's doing his thing, you're doing your thing, and we're live on the campus virtually at Grateful Legion with an Elite 11, top five Elite 11, by the way. He just finished a couple weeks back in style, and that, of course, is the quarterback from Grateful Legion, Mr. Tay Robinson here with us here tonight on Southern Sports Central. So academically, I know we're a year away from graduation, as you're going to be graduating in 22. Have you already started to kind of look? Do you have any offers, any opportunities? Have you heard any chirping going on? Tell us about this future, man. Where would you like to see this thing land you and, and degree-wise, man? What do you want to major in? And have you kind of put that together yet? I want to major in mechanical engineering. I mean, I, I always, like, being interested in just, like, putting stuff together and taking it apart since I was a kid. So that's what I want to major, major in. And, I mean, and I tell you what, that's huge. Oh, yes, sir. A couple of schools have reached out to me, and I looked into it, see do they have – what I want to major in, what I want to get my degree in. That, that's been that's been kind of cool. But hopefully after the season, some officers start rolling in because I want to graduate early and be an early uh, enrolling in college. So I love it, man. Not if it's Whitney goes to college, if it's Robinson waiting for the opportunity. And I and I did. I applaud you and your family uh, for preparing you the right way. Good. Go to college, yes, but make sure when you go to college that an engineer opportunity is going to become something you're, that you're going to be able to take advantage of. Because, again, football, and we hate to say this because it hurts people's feelings, but it's the reality that one day, and that day could be any day. We don't know 
you will hang up these pads, but that, that college degree, young man, that thing will be in your pocket for the rest of your life. So it's not if, it's when you get that college degree. And I love your mindset. Early enrollee, very well spoken, very well said, and I can't wait again to watch what you continue to do, not only uh, coming on our show, not only the camps that you go to, but also the opportunities that you're getting uh, when you been get into that senior year over there, of course, at Great Collegiate. So that being said, what's on the plan for the spring? Are you heading to camps? Are you doing anything, uh, you know, off campus that uh, we need to keep our eye on any place you're going here locally? Oh, yes, sir. I'm going to a camp um, in Fort Mill April the 11th. So this spring, man, I'm just going to be working, trying to hit every camp I uh, can to get more exposure for for myself. And the the main thing is me doing my job, too, of emailing and contacting coaches, just, just trying to promote myself out there. And this is a great show to be on to promote myself also. So I'm just thankful and glad to be on the show. Man, I love it. This cat here is trying to take our job, ladies and gentlemen. Love everything about Mr. Robinson. Now, we'll be with you at that camp, by the way, so we'll be able to interview you over here at that same camp. We also want to put this on your calendar, May 8th, down here in Somerville. The Blitz is coming down here, and we're going to do some live radio with these guys as we did the junior and senior bowl last year with them. We're going to be down here doing some radio stuff with uh, Ken Brown and the group as they're good partners of ours in the upstate. You want to make sure May 8th on that calendar. You come on down here to Charleston and it's me and you and uh, some of our closest dogs here in the state of South Carolina hang out on a Saturday afternoon. But, man, I cannot wait. You have done an incredible job. You've set the tone. Now you just got to keep marching to that beat and doing big things, man. And any time, I mean any time, you get a chance to jump in here with us, man, I cannot tell you. The floor is yours. The mic is on. and Come on in and have a seat. Oh, yes, sir. I'll be there for sure. Thank you. All right, buddy. God bless you. Good luck. Keep grinding. Keep doing your thing. And do me a favor, man. When you go to some of these camps, tag us so we can keep an eye on you. We can help kind of do whatever we can. And hopefully you like the graphics that our graphic department did for you uh, as we uh, promoted putting you on our show tonight. But thanks again for your time. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, I like the graphics. It was real cool. Well, cool, buddy. Hey, thank you, folks, for letting you come on tonight. Thank you, coaches, for allowing you to be a part of our show. And, again, at any point, if anything we can do for you, this is your show. This is your platform, big man. Just reach out and say hello, and we'll make sure we put you on the air. We can talk some more sports. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. All right, guys, there you go. The bus is now back up and on the road, Eugene. Great job. That young man, he's going to be great at whatever he does. I know engineering is his thing, and that's the second, by the way, in a row. Because the young man uh, also from Gaffney wants to be an engineer. So, man, I tell you, that's been the cool part of talking to these athletes, Eugene, is that we're hearing, yes, they're great athletes. There's no doubt. They're from the state of South Carolina. Why wouldn't they be great athletes? It's kind of a no-brainer. But they're going to be great people in society because they're going to go get college degrees and do amazing things. I mean, what was it, last year the theme was teachers? These kids were going to come back and teach. You actually heard from one of the wrestlers. He's coming back and teaching. That, to me, shows so much of of who we are in this great state and our athletes that are way further than you and I. I mean, again, I knew I wanted to be in broadcasting probably like in fourth grade, but that's just me. Now, most of us, you know, you may be included, didn't have a clue, and it was okay. But these kids, man, they're like, no, I want to be an engineer. I like to put things, you know, apart and put it back together. To me, when you hear, of course, those two guys, one's from one area of the state, one's from the other, but they're still on the same page, man, I tell you, I love where our future is heading when it comes to our athletes here in the state of South Carolina. 
Yeah, and I love that he's already said, you know, with the dual enrollment and, you know, as uh, some things change, you know, you'll you'll hear more about some other schools doing that. But, um, you know, because like you said, that freshman year when he enrolls wherever he's going, especially that he's enrolling early, you know, this is a guy that could come in and be a college graduate in two years. You know, we, we've heard from the Oceanside people, which is a sister school or a sibling school, um, of great collegiate they're they're under the same umbrella of pinnacle you know starting that junior year you can take those dual enrollment and we've had athletes on i think it was a a soccer player on or, or a swimmer from oceanside that actually graduated with uh 58 college hours in her pocket that went on to the next level i mean they're basically starting college as a junior and he's taking full well advantage of that and taking these uh dual enrollment classes like he said you know they're they're more challenging they are harder. There are college classes. It's not a high school co- uh, class that gives you college credit. You're taking it through a college. And, uh, you know, that while they are challenging, you know, uh, 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 an 85 or an 86, which would be a B uh, at the high school level and kind of give you that 3.5 or whatever, is more of closer to a, a 4.8, you know, when it comes to that GPA calculation. So, you know, he's taking full advantage of that as well as, you know, getting his, uh, uh, you know, his athletics in as well and, Huge shout-out to Hunter Helms, quarterback that, as you know, is up at Clemson doing big things. I think he's second on the depth chart this year um, going into the spring. And, you know, and the fact that Hunter reaches out to him and, and, you know, he said they have those conversations about what is needed to be a great quarterback at the high school level and prepare yourself. And, you know, he just sounds like he's very mature. He's kind of that leader that you want. Every, Every high school coach we know always seeks that quarterback as the leader of their team, a guy that has a, a huge brain, a lot of athletic ability, is that leader. You know, he mentioned he organizes some some uh, passing on air with his guys. You know, at this time of year, you're not allowed to have a coach on the field. So he becomes that coach on the field. So it's a great show or a great sign of maturity for him. Uh, the fact that he right. wants to graduate early and head up to school, he's got a great plan. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to following his career in the future. Yeah, and we'll be doing that, by the way, at the National Press Collegiate Showcase. It's the, uh, of course, a lot of kids got the official invitation. It's going to be over there on the Sunday, April the 11th. Of course, you can check it out over there at Nation Ford High School. Uh, of course, hopefully, uh, if you're listening, you got the invite. I know they are very specific on who they brought in. I know Jeff, of course, who has uh, been a big-time uh, supporter of Southern Sports Central, Jeff Mullen, uh, he is the scout covering North and South Carolina and Tennessee, by the way, but he's kind of spearing this thing over there at Nation Ford High School. We cannot wait to be a part of that. And then we're also, like I mentioned, in May, May the 8th, right, we're going to be hanging out at Somerville. Somerville High School, it is the field directly behind the high school, if I'm not mistaken, where they're going to be hosting, and that will be the South Carolina, the high school blitz. As, uh, they will be doing their thing with Ken Brown and team will be over there. Of course, we'll be there broadcasting live with some interviews, doing some things there. As uh, we're very excited to partner with those guys uh, a few years ago, we had a lot of success with the junior and the senior bowl. I can tell you this. I can echo this, and I can say it a little louder for those in the back. If you want to play in this game that is going to be played after the season, you need to make sure you're in attendance to one of these combines, to one of these camps, to one of these opportunities. Do not, in any, any circumstance, not show up and wonder why you didn't get an opportunity to compete. Because this is an audition of auditions for you guys. This is an opportunity for you guys to go against the best of the best, whether you're here in the low country or you're around the Grand Strand, you're stretching it to the Midlands, or maybe you're rocking it out in the upstate. Come on in. Get better. 
Come on in and let's grind out. Let's hang out. Let's do our things on May the 8th. As you hopefully, again, you had to get that invite to go to the other one that we talked about, but that is what it is, right? And that's what we will continue to do. There's some other camps that Eugene and I are tracking. We are being very strategic on where we go this year. Uh, we are very interested to in making sure that the athletes in the state of South Carolina, we go for multiple reasons. Yes, we love to watch our young men, you know, get after it and grind out and, and of course, making uh, the highlights that they do. But it gives us a chance to make sure that everybody's on the same page and that we're watching our young men really honestly take the right precautions. Even though I know the numbers are what they are, we still need to, again, let's, let's, let's make sure that we're being responsible as we're out and about, so make sure that you're carrying, if it's your own football, or it's your own water jug, whatever it is, make sure you're doing the extra measures. Just like you do in the weight room, it's no different, right? I mean, it's no different. If you want to be better, then you got to be better than you were yesterday. you got to go a little harder, get up a little earlier. So with that being said, we're going to take a small break. We'll come back, and we're heading to the coach's office. How about that? We're going to Malden. Yeah, you know, we're going to hang out with the Mavericks head football coach, Coach Siren Neesmith, as he'll be hanging out with us. Right out of this break, guys. Don't go anywhere. Some more of that Southern Sports Central coming out of hour number two into hour number three, guys.
Welcome to Southern Sports Central, your source for all things sports, with your host, Richie Altman, Richie Altman. and Eugene Benton taking your call at 323-784-9681. Now, let's join Richie in the studio. Woo! Welcome, everybody, to hour number three, and we do it in style in the coach's office at Malden High School. The Mavericks are on the clock with their head football coach, Coach Siren Neesmith. Coach, welcome back to Southern Sports Central. All right, everybody there. Eugene, I'm not sure if we've got them on here with us. Coach, you with us? All right, Eugene, I'm going to let you kind of check out on the board here to make sure that he's with us here, of course. Uh, again, I want to welcome you back to Southern Sports Central. I'm Richie Allman, alongside, of course, Eugene Benton, coming to you live all the way, of course, from uh, Somerville, just outside of Charleston, South Carolina, and on the East Coast in the 843 area code, doing great things here on a beautiful, a beautiful night here of uh, high school sports, always on the menu. We've had great wrestlers We've had some football players here in just a minute. Uh, we'll be talking to, of course, uh, our football coach. And that, of course, is Malden's head football coach, Coach Neesmith, hanging out with us here in just a little bit. Gave him that introduction to Rick Flair. And, uh, again, always good to bring in the coaches and style. But, again, here's the fun part. Again, we, we've had very good luck with getting so many great athletes and so many great coaches in here tonight. It's no different. Eugene, do we have the coach on with us? Yeah, Coach is on. Uh, I think he hit the mute button by accident, so I'm going to send him a message and tell him uh, to jump on here and unmute his phone so we can get going. There you go. All right, so Eugene is going to do some extra duty. We'll get the coach in here with us here in just a little bit. Of course, uh, it is the Mavericks, and it is big-time football in the update. A very well-decorated, documented, and regulated, respected. I can name multiple things when I talk about Malden sports. As uh, you know, I've got a great memory of my days. Of, uh, of high school baseball back in the day. They've also got a great baseball program. And at the time in the 90s, uh, you know, I had thrown a great ball game against this team. They beat me one to nothing. But I've never had a coach walk over and give me a game ball uh, in, in a loss, first of all. Hello. Coach, you with us? Coach, can you hear us? Well, we thought we had him. All right. So, Eugene, I'm going to let you kind of work on him there and see if you can get him in here. Coach, uh, you with us? 
Yeah, I thought we had him. All right, Eugene, uh, I'm going to let you send him to the green room, Eugene. I'm going to let you get some extra work in here. But, again, as you start to kind of put everything in order, these coaches, again, we do apologize here. We're trying to get everything lined up here with us and try to have these coaches in here and uh, ready to go. But the coach over at Malden, by the way, who uh, walked out? He walked over, gave me the game ball. They they beat us one to nothing. The the run scored on an error, but the guy walked in and he walked over to me and said a lot of really nice, kind words to me. And, and to me, I've never seen a coach do anything like that. And, and all my years of playing sports, that was a moment that I've always remembered. And it was Malden who came in. I remember it very much like yesterday. They come in. By the way, they look like the Texas Longhorns. I mean, they look. It looks very impressive from head to toe as these guys come in here and uh, ready to ball out. But that being said, you know, hopefully we'll get in here with the coach here in just a little bit. We'll talk to the coach about what's going on and uh, kind of have that conversation with him and uh, kind of see how things are going up in the upstate, guys. And of course, as I believe we're trying to catch up with the coach here in just a minute, and uh, we'll do that here in just a a few seconds. Let's take a break. We're going to try to get these coaches in here. We'll be right back. This is Southern Sports Central. Don't go anywhere. There is nothing more intoxicating than the meld of emotions and sensations that is Friday night. Friday night is the sound of that crowd, the pride of that community, the way that that grass smells. I've never felt in my adult life, the way that I felt on Friday nights. That's what those kids are playing for. They're playing for that emotion. They're playing for that brotherhood and all of that sensory input that comes from Friday night. That's why they're playing high school football in this country. It is this common thread that weaves through the American fabric. Whether you live in Compton, California, or you live in Appalachia, If you played the game at the high school level, you have this common bond of representing that community. Anyone who disparages where the game is based on myriad reasons, I'm not buying it. I'm around the game every day on these campuses. I see the impact it has on these young men. I see the way that these coaches are able to grow high school boys into NFL or professional men, and it's just beautiful. And like that, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the coach from Malden High School. I believe we've got him and Coach Darren Neesmith. Coach, with us? Trying to catch up with the coach from Hello? Malden over there, the head football coach. Coach, you with us? Anybody there? Yep, I can hear him. I can hear him, Rich. Uh, Coach, you're on now. Somehow we're not able to pick him up, Eugene. I'm going to let him. Why don't you do me a favor? You can call him on your phone and and try to mirror him in here together. But, uh, Coach, you with us? All right, Eugene, we're going to have to move forward, buddy. I just can't. Uh, I don't know if we're just having some, some issues with where he's located maybe there. Uh, again, I do want to, we're going to try to see if we can get Coach uh, in here in just a little bit. He is the head football coach over at, uh, of course, Malden High School. Coach Neesmith hanging out with us here hopefully in just a little bit. This live radio, guys, it's audible. It's real. It's the way life is. All and right. uh, we'll do what we can try to catch up with we him. we got to merge in now. 
All right, you got him on. Coach, you with us? Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, look, if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. If it was worth it, you know, it wouldn't be easy. So I appreciate you getting in here with us tonight. Man, I'm sorry it took me so long. This technology stuff, you know, I'm only 34, <laughs> but I feel like I'm way behind at times like now. Man, I say, look, it, it, it is what it is. When it comes down to it, when we're over here trying to be great, that big, that, that little devil down low, he's going to try to hold his back. But talking about great things, man, I, I tell you what, I've got a lot of respect for you. Actually, I met you. I want to say it was in the uh, Infinity Football Camp in Columbia. It was the first one that they did. Um, and it was the hottest day in, by God, South Carolina last summer. And I want to say you had come through uh, that day over there at Ben Lippin. If I'm not mistaken, that's where the camp was. Yes, sir. Do you remember that day? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, actually, Mulgan alone, Jason was putting that on, and uh, yep. I had to go out there, and he he, uh, he invited a lot of our boys out there. We're very appreciative, and what a, what a first-rate camp that was, you know, at, at a time where, uh, you know, we couldn't do anything. Uh, you know, in, in Greenville County, we, we were shut down for most of the summer. And uh, so, yeah, an opportunity like that where, where I could see a lot of our guys get eyes on me and I think three other, three more of our coaches went down for that, and to, to see our guys and to support Jason, everything he was doing with Infinity. Yeah, Jason did a great job. Of course, we follow those guys to Atlanta, and of course, uh, hopefully they'll be doing some more things here coming up this summer. As we're going to be keeping an eye on it now, Coach. Tell us a little about you, and I want to make sure I get your first name right. Doing Friday Night Football, being a voice of of many sports on ESPN Radio, I know the importance of getting the first and the last name correct, Coach. But tell us the first, the last name, and, and tell us how long you've been coaching, and, and, and kind of give us a background, man. Where'd you play high school ball, and if you played, where you played in college, and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, uh, my my name's a fun one. It's Sayer Neesmith, and uh, I'm originally from Saline, Michigan, which is just south of Ann Arbor. Uh, so I grew up about six to eight miles from the big house, big Michigan fan. So you play in this perfect because it's halftime of Michigan LSU game right now. So I just want to say top notch <laughs> job of, of, you know, getting me in here during halftime. I appreciate that. It's a one point game. So the nerves are already up a little bit. So you'll, you'll get the best of me on edge right now. So uh, good, good job with that. But uh, I went to Eastern Michigan university there and I actually started coaching uh, at, uh, at the the middle school that I went to, I started coaching when I was in college. I wasn't wasn't necessarily gifted like some of my guys are uh, with uh, the athleticism and size and speed and strength. So I started coaching middle school when I was 17 years old, and uh, and then just 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 kept going. Got my teaching degree there at Eastern Michigan, and uh, graduated when the whole auto industry crisis was going on up in Michigan. So uh, took a job down here in the, at actually at Hillcrest High School. I coached with Greg Porter for three years there. Learned a lot. What a, what a great coach he is. Great things he's doing at Greenville High School. A lot to be excited about with the talent they have and everything he's doing with that talent. Um, and then I found my way over it. I've been at Malden High School for the last eight years in a few different capacities. I was a defensive coordinator for six. I was the athletic director the last two. And then uh, when Coach Cabinus took the job at Chapman, uh, I was able to become the head coach. I didn't name myself as head coach being the AD, but I stepped down as AD and uh, I won the job for head coach here. So finishing up the first season and definitely looking forward to number two. Man, no doubt. Love the resume, Coach. By the way, Michigan man indeed as he's born or, or growing up right down the road from the big house. And, again, uh, first of all, let's start off with Coach Porter. Man, what a great five-star guy there. And to know that you came from his coaching tree, 
speaks volumes to you right out of the gate, Coach. And, and again, I remember you and I having multiple conversations and, and having it in your path in your testimony, if you will, if you don't mind us saying it that way, of landing you this head coaching job. I mean, you went from being the defensive coordinator to the AD to back the head coach and, oh, yes, wait a minute, there's COVID. You're not even going to get a, a normal opportunity to take <laughs> over this ball team the way that you normally would. Tell us, tell us about some of the things that you've had to adapt to in something that, quite frankly, nobody saw coming. Well, you, you know, I I would like to say I'm getting better with the technology, but, you know, since we had a little hiccup there at the beginning, I don't know if I learned that much. Uh, but, no, we, we've definitely adjusted, you know, going to a little bit of the Zoom meetings, the Google Meets, and having to do things that way. Um, it, it, it actually it, it helped us a little bit because we, we, we split up for the first time. We split up our, C, our uh, ninth grade group. Our JV group practiced separate from the varsity, and that was pretty interesting. They were pretty successful. We've never done it like that. Uh, we did it mainly because of COVID, but ended up they got a lot of good coaching because normally they practice with the varsity. And uh, this year, we're, hey, let's keep it separate, try to keep our numbers down on varsity so in case somebody pops positive, the whole program's not shutting down and actually helped out a lot. I think we're really looking forward to seeing what these uh, the JV guys, who they only lost one game all year. They lost to Dorman the last game of the year, which uh, plenty of teams do. And uh, so we're looking forward to what they're going to add to the table here with what we already have coming back. No doubt. Coming back is this guy right here, and he's back on with us here tonight, Coach Terry Neesmith from Malden High School. He's the head football coach doing it big over there, of course. The Mavericks are. You guys, again, have speed, man. Some of the best defensive backs. I've seen in the business in a long, long time. I see athletes all over the field. What is it about Malden, though? Again, I know it's a football school. It's a baseball school. It seems like anything you guys do athletically, it just shines. But this year, it seems like you guys had a lot of talent all the way around the campus here. Talk to us a little about this special team that finished up the 21 year. Yeah, we, uh, we, are, we are blessed. We have a great community here at Malden. Uh, it starts with that, you know, a great community and a great school, and uh, it's a great place to go to school, great academics, uh, best teachers, and uh, so it's, it's no surprise that we have talent coming up through here because it is a sought-after high school. Um, and it's, it's, it, we've had a good run here, especially the DBs, it seems like, and we had uh, Coach Washington, who also uh, give him a little, a little shameless plug here at YNT, the, the, the owner-operator of YNT, and uh, he's had, you know, uh, Andrew Phillips, who's now at Kentucky, uh, Jalen Anderson, Carson Newman, and uh, and then we're going to add here to that list these next two with Jaden Lucas and Deuce Caldwell, and then we got we got another sophomore coming up here that's that's going to be uh, the next one coming. So it's uh, it's not going to end anytime soon. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, no doubt about it. As always, uh, doing it big, and they're doing it big up there. Of course, uh, you mentioned Coach Washington. I know that uh, you know he's been a huge factor of your program. Now he does his thing with uh, your next training, of course, up there with DBs and, and linebackers, and he's been a huge success story on our show as well. You know, you don't just breed great players, Coach. I've watched you guys breed some great – or excuse me, players. You bring great coaches as well. Talk to us about some of these amazing coaches that you've surrounded yourself with in this year and going forward. Well, I've told our coaches staff plenty of times, if I'm the smartest one in the room, we got a big problem. And uh, so I, I do think we have the best staff in the state. Uh, so, unfortunately, we weren't able to keep Coach Washington. He, he resigned. Of course, he told me when I got the job back in uh, April 2020, he said this is he's going to be one more year just because the, the YNT training is just it, – it's just it's going crazy uh, with, with all kinds of talent that he's now training. And he, he simply don't have the time for it, and I completely respect that. And I tried nine months to get him to change his mind, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it. 
So uh, we'll, we'll be doing without him this year, but he's he's at a distance still calling me. We touch base about once a week about everything. Uh, but uh, we you know we have we have talent. We have alumni. Uh, we have people from out of state. We have people that's played college ball. I think almost all of our coaches have played college, except for me. And um, so they know what it's like to be a student athlete, and they know what it's like to prioritize time. And uh, you make a good point about what good athletes can teach us. You know, I, I learned about as much from from these kids this past year about you know staying the course and staying positive, controlling the controllables, um, as probably I've taught them. They've taught me just as much. Yeah, no doubt. They taught us also. I mean, it's interesting here. The adults are supposed to teach the children, but, Coach, it's pretty obvious. These kids are teaching us, you know, as we go along in their day-to-day operations. Now, that being said, best news we've heard in a long time, at least out of the the commissioner and his group, as they said, we will be doing spring ball. And that, of course, the fall sports will be preseasoning out in the uh, in the spring coming up. How excited are you to, to finally get a spring under you as the head coach of the Mavericks and, of course, doing it big at Malden? How excited are you to be able to have an actual full preseason, if you will, a, a, a preparation for what is to come here in that 21 season kicking off in a few months? Yeah, the the importance of that is immeasurable. Um, you, you can't put a number on it. You can't put a word to it. It's It, it means everything. Uh, it was what we were missing last year, changing up a system on offense. Uh, now, now we'll have no excuse. You know, we're, we're really going to treat – this May 3rd, when we get going, we're going to treat that as the opening of our 21 campaign. And uh, and by the end of it, you know, we'd like to have a lot of roster spots nailed down. Um, I mean, shoot, if you if you look at where we were at last year, we, we were going to have our very first practice in August, and then we had our starting quarterback test positive for COVID, and he, he, he was hanging out with eight other starters. So we didn't get those guys back until the Monday before our first game. So that was their very first practice. And uh, so that was, that was real difficult going through that adversity. So now, you know, everything's, everything's laid on the table now. So, you know, we'll, we'll get to have more and more of the team meetings. We'll get to really establish our, our culture and our vision of what we, what we want to have here at Malden. And uh, we've been talking a lot about that with our, with our first period class. Luckily, we're blessed enough to have uh, a football class so we could still see them all the time. And we've just been talking about, you know, how, what a championship, what it means to be a champion and how uh, you have to behave like a champion before you're a champion. You know, you don't just, you know, wake up one day as a champion. You have to decide every single day, okay, what, what would a champion do in my situation? What's a champion look like in the classroom? What's a champion look like in the weight room? And try to embody, you know, that mindset. And, uh, and that way when it does happen, when we do become champions, uh, you know, it's it's not a shock. That's how we've been acting. That's how we've been carrying ourselves. That's the culture that we have here at Malden. We've been doing this, you know, for the since since January. Doing it here with us tonight, all the way from Malden, of course, uh, in the upstate up there. The Mavericks are here with us tonight with their head football coach, Neesmith, here with us on Southern Sports Central. Coach, you know, we're, we're going to get into some normalcy. At least it seems to be that way, and it's going to be district by district. I understand that as well. But talk to me a little bit about seven-on-sevens and your mindset as a coach, and you've seen this uh, explosion of seven-on-seven teams pop up around the state of South Carolina and across the country. You a fan of it? You like it? And, and, and tell me your thoughts when it comes down to getting that work in uh, on, on that side of the ball, if you will. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I mean, please, go go ahead and get extra work. I, I'm not a – you know, go ahead and meet, meet other kids and get, get coached by other people and, and really – you know, that help you become a more well-rounded person. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely for, 
the seven on seven camps and all the trainings and things like that. Um, so they, they need to, you know, that's going to help them get exposure. It's only going to help the kid. Uh, so I, I'm definitely all for that. And hopefully we'll be able to have some here. And, you know, if they, if they go ahead and really decide that May 31st is going to be the last day of, uh, you know, no, no visits on campus on college campuses allowed. You know, I've been hearing rumors that there might be some seven on sevens at like, some of the college campuses here in the area, which would, which would just be awesome. Like you said, another step towards normalcy. Right. Now tell us about that theory, Coach. Now, here we go, May 31st. I mean, this is going to be a celebration for every athlete in high school and many parents, coaches, and guys like me that, that see the doors open, the opportunities start to be talked about. Tell us about the change. As you guys have had to be so creative, social media has become uh, your best friend. Twitter is the it is the highway to these college coaches. Uh, how have you done – what you needed to do to help get your athletes recognized when it comes down to getting these coaches uh, virtually on your campus. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of it has been through the social media. Um, and a lot of it's just have, having prior contacts and things I had before and, and really picking these college coaches brains. I mean, I know I've reached out to other college coaches cause I wasn't sure who's going to be able to stop by and who's not. And I mean, asking for contacts from anybody I can to help these kids get seen and, and noticed, but yeah, they, I mean, the, the NCAA, they, they really have to follow through on this May 31st. I mean, in my opinion, they never should have extended it that long. Uh, but it, but it's it, right. it's going to totally help these kids once they can get on campus and get the coaches here at our schools. Now, Chris, let's talk about some schools that are coming up, and you're hearing the conversation of these prep schools. Myrtle Beach Preps coach has been on here. He's also the athletic director. Great guy, great format, love his attitude and his vision. But it's not the first. I mean, there are a handful of these schools that are popping up around the country, thanks to the word that I don't like to use, and it's just COVID. It's portal, right, the transfer portal. It has really become an, an, an eyesore and, and a name that we don't like on here. But this other opportunity in these prep schools, what's your thought in, in seeing these things start to pop up, and how do you start to see these things play a major role once you start to see uh, some of the things kind of come around? Because these kids on the campuses in college, you know, they weren't hit with any time on campus. Right. I, I think the, the prep schools are great. You know, it's, it's not a year of eligibility. I think the more prep schools that are out there, it really is going to be, you know, it's, it's for the better, in my opinion, because there's more opportunities for our kids. Also, uh, the more prep schools there are, the more competitive the pricing will be for the price it's going to cost per semester for them to play. So, you know, before there may be one or two options, it might have been a more inflated price if those are your only two options for prep school in the state. Well, if more prep schools start showing up, they'll start getting competitive and maybe driving their prices a little bit lower to help our kids out and make it more affordable. Yeah, I love that. That's a great point, all great points. As we're hanging out virtually on the campus of Malden High School with the Mavericks head football coach, Nee Smith, with us tonight. Trying to keep an eye on the clock over there, Coach. So if your boys start to tip off, please let us know. Ring the bell, hit the window, do whatever, because we don't want to keep you from your game <laughs> tonight because I know it's a big one for you guys over there. But uh, one of the final things I want to make sure I get in with you, Coach, is uh, the one thing they did table, and that is the commissioner who joined us about two months ago on the show, is the fact that are we going to start later after Labor Day and then, of course, the playoff schedule. Give me your thoughts as a coach, as a former athletic director. Do you like us starting after Labor Day? You know, you and I didn't have to worry about, and definitely down here in the south where I played, we didn't even know what a wet bulb was. The only wet bulb we had was our foreheads. I mean, now it is a conversation. (laughs) It's a real thing that will stop everything. But – do you like us starting after Labor Day? And what is your thoughts about the season and the postseason? I, you know, I, I don't like that. I mean, we gotta, we gotta start have it like normal. Um, I mean, if they're gonna have everyone start after Labor Day, 
then I would think that we have to, you know, extend the season, make it, keep it as long as it is. Um, I mean, I, I understand it, but I just don't want, I don't see how the sports can overlap each other. Uh, that's not conducive for, for these kids, especially the, you know, all these multiple, multiple sport athletes. Um, you know, where's their break at time in between? So I think the more we start to overlap sports, which is the only thing that I think would happen if we push it back and we want to keep the season length the same, I just don't think that's a good idea. So I'm all in favor of going in before uh, Labor Day and, and keep it how it was, uh, you know, especially just to try to get back to some normalcy. Plus it opens the door for you guys to play some teams outside of our state and a few other things as well that I think we missed out on by it, do, by it starting the way it did. And then, again, when it comes to the playoffs, Coach, the Cinderella story goes out of the window. And I, and I hate that part because we've seen teams, whether it be in this state or, or, or in your great state of Michigan, man, there's, Disney's made a killing off of teams making it from the final opportunity, getting in at the last seed and becoming the, the state champion. Final thing, you played football. You know about Michigan football on Friday nights. It, it, what's the difference between Michigan Friday night and, and here in the great state of South Carolina Friday night like? Speed. <laughs> it is fast down here, man. I'm not going to lie to you. My, my, my first practice down here at Hillcrest with Coach Porter, I was like, holy smokes. Because that's what I do wrong in that play. Man, I don't know. i got to look at the film because that, that was fast. So <laughs> that's, that, that's a big thing to me. And, uh, I mean, I, I think – I'm, you know, my my experience is only at one school up in Michigan, but I'm talking to friends too. I believe there's more. Um, I don't want to say equity amongst the sports, but there's more equal interest in all the different sports. And down here, for, for good or for worse, you know, it's it's football, basketball, baseball, and uh, it is what it is. And I'm not complaining about it. And uh, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't like it that way. Uh, but you know, they're definitely it's just a different setting at a Friday night in South Carolina. Well, I tell you what, when you guys roll out of that thing on a Friday night, if it wasn't any known any better, I would think the Longhorns are running out of the stadium or running onto the field because I tell you, your <laughs> logo is one of those defiant logos. And I was telling the story uh, before I jumped in here with you, and that is back in 1996. And I wish I could remember your head baseball coach's name back then. But this gentleman, I threw basically what it would have been a perfect game. They scored on an error. They beat us one to nothing in a tournament preseason down in Myrtle Beach at Sacasi, he literally walked over, gave me a game ball, gave me probably one of the greatest speeches as a, as a junior and said, look, man, sometimes you can't control things. This is one of those moments, but you definitely earned the game ball, and I wanted to personally give it to you. And I thought, man, at that point, I love that guy and that school, man, everything to me. I knew nothing about Malden, but for a coach to walk on the other side from that after beating us one to nothing, man, I thought that was total class. And at that point, I knew Malden High School was – was a place that uh, was not only raising great athletes, but it started with the great coaches. So I watched you. I watched you at this camp here at uh, the Affinity Camp with Jason and, of course, a lot of other great guys that were part of that day, the hottest day in South Carolina last year. And uh, just the way that you just were five-star across the board, Coach, I'm just fortunate to have you on our show tonight. Man, I, I really appreciate you having me. And go back to your story. It just shows, you know, your first encounter with somebody, first impression, uh, that goes – the distance doesn't it no doubt man i tell you the only thing i want from you is some swag man look that's all great that, that logo you guys got it is it is as it's pretty nice stuff man <laughs> so hopefully i can catch up with you and send me to the school store and me and eugene and get some stuff out of that we'll buy some stuff from you but i love the logo we'd love to have a helmet if you guys can find us a helmet to put in our studio it would be an honor because uh, we're getting ready to debut something pretty big and we'd love to see a molded helmet 
here in our background. Hey, I got a, I got a helmet with your name on it. You got it, Coach. Hey, give me that basketball game, man. I think they need you over there, Coach. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, God bless. <laughs> Take care. And uh, thanks for everything you do for us, Coach. Hey, God bless. And I appreciate all you guys do to support our schools and our athletes. You guys are doing an awesome job. Hey, keep it up, Coach. We're here for you. It's all about you guys. Thanks again. Thank you. All right, guys, there you go. We're going to take a very short break. We'll play a little music here. What a great guy, uh, Eugene. Uh, Coach Neesmith, Smith, one of the great ones. I watched the way he, he uh, came on the field during that uh, infinity camp there. I know, uh, of course, uh, you know, uh, he, he mentioned the guys that, of course, put that camp on, and, and Jason is, is a great guy. I really enjoyed Jason Garner, of course. Uh, he uh, invited us, Southern Sports Central, to be a part of the, not only that camp, but he invited us to Atlanta. We took that trip with him. Uh, you know, I, I can tell you one thing is because the guys that, that want to see our athletes be successful, it's because the guys that want to be a part of watching these young men and some of the women, again, because football is, is a sport played by many, you know, do great things. They're giving them those opportunities to do great things. So with that, we'll take a break. We'll come back in about two minutes and 50 seconds, guys. Don't go anywhere. I get up, I get down, and I'm jumping around in the rumpus and rock. It's a comfortable night. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. So I got an apartment across from the park. Working while in my fridge, still I'm not feeling right. Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to go. Here we go. My taxes are due. Do my password begin with a one or a two? Been a hell of a ride, but I'm thinking it's time to grow. Metronome. Man, I'm up to something. Ooty la do thank you all for coming. I hope you like the show, cause it's on a budget. So ooty la do yeah, come on, here we go, yeah, come on. Here we go. And Eugene Benton taking your calls at 323-784-9681. 
Not a whole lot says we're wrapping up this show in style with a little bit of that ACDC. Shook me up all night for the final segment of Southern Sports Central on a Monday night. Don't forget, we'll be live again on Wednesday. Again, we have moved to Thursday, but programming there has got us moving back to Wednesday for one night, one final night only. As we're going to uh, got a previous engagement on a Thursday night. Stay tuned for uh, some big news coming out of that meeting on a Thursday night. It's going to be... Uh, it's definitely going to be epic. Hashtag that one. Send it around the world of social media and enjoy it there. We'll uh, break that news out on Thursday night. I'm sure it will uh, get a little bit of eyebrows raised and some conversations had. But that being said, uh, man, what a great show tonight. I want to thank the wrestlers who joined us in hour number one. And I tell you what, Eugene, uh, those three guys, again, showed up in style, did it in style, and did it big. Of course, we want to thank Coach Powell. He is the head wrestling coach from Crescent High School, 3A wrestling at its best, as we had, of course, uh, Cade Williams, the champion from classification 145, the weight class there, Brady Adams, 106 weight class, state champion there, and, of course, uh, well, Mr., as uh, he was the 160-pounder and state champion as well. Then at 7 o'clock, the bus moved on through the state, went up to Gaffney High School with their running back, class of 22, Tyler Smith, he did a big thing, and, of course, uh, he got his first offer on the night from the Naval Academy, and he has many more to come. Trust and believe he's already got a vision, a plan, and he's working it out here going into his senior season, which will be next year. Now, 730, another class of 22. This one is an Elite 11 young man, Tay Robinson, the college, excuse me, great collegiate quarterback over there, came on at 730. Great young man as well. Another young man that's looking to get in the same field there, in engineering. So another guy who's got a plan, he's got a vision, and he's putting it in order as he moves through his days. And then just a moment ago, we finally were able to catch up with the Malden head football coach all the way as the Mavericks were on the clock at 8 o'clock. And, of course, uh, Coach Sarah Neesmith joined us as we want to thank him for his time away from his family and his basketball game where I believe they're not where they want to be, but there seems to be some more basketball for, uh, of course, uh, Michigan and LSU. Uh, the SEC versus the Big Ten. Boy, that would be a big win for the SEC to knock out Michigan. Wasn't it, Eugene? Yeah, it sure was, man. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned Wednesday night, man. We already have a loaded show for Wednesday night as well. You know, these uh, great athletes and coaches who joined us tonight, uh, it was it was really, really cool and awesome to get to know them. On Wednesday night, you know, we have, uh, we're have we headed to South Florence. I tell you, you know, they're building those great facilities. we got a virtual tour of that weight room today, it is awesome. You know, we mm-hmm. talked to the head coach, uh, Coach Marlowe, a couple of weeks ago. Got to see a little bit of those, uh, the new film, uh, um, excuse me, the new field going up and field house and things like that. Now we got to see the weight room today. So Coach Armstrong, the head strength coach at South Florence, will be joining us at 630. We got head coach Mitchell from Louisville High School joining us at 7. And then, again, you know, we alluded to it. There's another Elite 11 quarterback from the Midlands area, D.Q. Smith, quarterback from um, uh, not airport, um, Spring Valley, will be joining us at 7:30. And then we're back on the SoFlo campus. We're back at South Florence. We got the middle linebacker and an offensive tackle joining us at eight and 8:25. So Wednesday night show is already packed with some athletes. You know, the Southern uh, South Florence uh, coach. He, he's doing big things, man. And uh, like you said, you know, he said, hey, guys, you know, we love what you're doing. We love the platform. we got a bunch of dudes. we got a, a new program. we got some new facilities. Uh, let's talk about them. Let's showcase those things. So we're going to do that as well. 
You know, we already got the next yes. show lined up. So it, it's, you know, the thing is growing, it's growing fast. You know, we're, we're trying to get to everybody. You know, the phone's been blowing up, wanting to get us on, um, you know, and, and feature their facilities and athletes and coaches and things. But, you know, it's been a great, it's been a great show already. Uh, I tell you, it's hard because, you know, you got coaches following along. You know, like uh, Coach said, he's following along his Michigan Wolverines. They're currently down by two to LSU. The number one seed Michigan is uh, down, uh, trying to see, uh, 12 minutes to go. They're down 50. Now they just made it up. So now they're up 55-53. These things change fast. Florida State is also playing currently. They are up 24-20 to over Colorado. So some big-time games going on. Uh, again, the ACC is uh, not showed a whole lot of promise, but still in the first half, they are up on Colorado, the four seed Florida State. So we are tracking those games as well, but also tracking, you know, what we're doing here in the studio. And that's, a you know, such a great pleasure tonight having these great athletes, you know, from all around the state showcasing what they're doing. Uh, hopefully these guys, you know, whether they're showing out at camp coming up, you know, those things are starting to pop up on the radar. We will continue to put out camp dates, like you said. You know, we're trying to get to these camps, make sure they're doing the right thing, make sure these athletes get a chance to get that exposure. You know, they missed a whole spring and summer last year, so this year is really, really important. They get a chance to showcase their skills and abilities. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, again, you know, we want to continue doing what we're doing here. And, again, I want you to understand that we reach out to to as many as we can because we don't want to be just a one-stop shop for – for one sport, we want to hit all the sports, you know, as a grand slam in baseball. We want to touch them all there. And that's what we're trying to do is we bring in wrestlers. We bring in basketball, the boys and the girls. You know, we bring in the football guys during the offseason. What are they doing right now? Are they working out? Are they grinding out? Are they continuing to make sure that there's no such thing as an offseason? You know, I think that's some of the big conversations that we're wanting to have with them. And then, like I mentioned, you know, we will – Start to get some baseball guys and girls there, excuse me, baseball and softball guys and girls in here, and as well as soccer. You know, but right now it, it is a crash session for a lot of these teams as they're getting in and trying to get through their season and then get to the playoffs, and then we'll have them in as they start to do their thing. But, again, it's not as easy as we learned that during basketball season. It was hard to get them in here. It really was because they were playing a season. You know, uh, it, it was almost like speed dating, if, if you will. And I think that's kind of what you're seeing. Hopefully uh, – you know, Monday we'll, we'll look at the numbers there, Eugene, but try to maybe get David Kelton back in here once again because I like having, you know, David in here to talk about the local kids and, and what's going on. And maybe, hey, let's reach out maybe to Reggie. Talk some of that uh, football in North Carolina because they are playing football on Friday nights in North Carolina. So don't forget about those guys who, of course, have been big supporters of our show because we were over at the Carolina Experience uh, Showcase Camp there in Charlotte a couple of times back to back. Actually, it was in Matthews at their sports complex where, uh, you know, those guys invited us in. We did great things. But, you know, those young men have reached out to us on a regular basis. And that's kind of a neat thing, Eugene, is that, you know, we honestly are so blessed that we have the relationships that we do and staying in our lane, doing what we do, and, 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 and really fine-tuning the things that we do is, is something that we have focused on here going into 21. And you can see that by seeing some of our shirts come out. We've got sweatshirts. We'll hopefully be getting some more of those out. We'll be able to put those out for some of our guests. And, of course, you guys are interested in it. Hit us up on the inbox. We'll put an order together here shortly uh, that you guys can stroll around town with some of our stuff on. That would be kind of a neat thing. But there's so much that we're looking forward to. Is the season is amongst us when it comes to the camps. We are going to be at that big-time camp coming up uh, 
in about a, what, about a month, less than a month away now, Eugene, is a course I'm excited about. I know you're excited about that big-time national preps camp. Again, it's going to be a nice showcase of the best of the best talent around the state of South Carolina on Sunday, Sunday, April the 11th. And, again, it'll be over there at Nations Ford. And uh, cannot wait to be over there at Fort Mill, South Carolina, with some of the great ones uh, representing their schools and representing our state and style. Then on May 8th, the high school blitz right here in the uh, state of South Carolina. We're going to be doing it big right over in Somerville. We'll be doing a radio show with those guys as Ken Brown and crew comes down to the low country, to Somerville. And that will be the field behind the high school. Unless something changes, uh, that will, of course, uh, be on May the 8th. So you want to make sure, again, that you're registered for that camp because already I'm telling you after having conversations that if you want to play in those games that you've got to be at these events so that they can see who you are, all right? You can send them all the game film you need, but let them see you in person. Let them see you with what you have and where you come from because, again, that's the best opportunity you could ask for. Uh, a lot of things are happening. You mentioned South Florence and other schools that are doing things here locally, not too far from the studio, Somerville. I rode by that stadium yesterday, Eugene. I'm excited. Yes, there is a, a change of things that are coming over there. They're going to be putting in a turf field, and the upgrades to the facility looks to be really impressive. I mean, no doubt it's definitely going to open the door for opportunities for other things and, and other opportunities. Yeah, a little heartbroken. I, I haven't spoken on this yet, but I'll do it now. It is heartbroken to me because there's certain places that are almost shrines, if you will. That grass told stories. Even the man who put down those original grass in there and did some of the things with Mr. Miller, who of course would uh, would, would be up under the tele, uh, who'd be up under the flagpole, literally on his deathbed, watching Friday Night Lights, and they'd wheel him back on the ambulance, and he would head back home. You know, those are the stories that you, you just man, it, it, it it's what makes Friday Night Light great. Unfortunately, you know, the, the wear and tear and the, the upkeep of the field, you know, these guys know better than anybody over there at Somerville that this was where they had to take it, you know, and they're going to make it, you know, I, I believe as good as it can get, no doubt, uh, but you just hate to see it. You know, I think Notre Dame did some changes in their stadiums, and as an Irish man myself, you know, yeah, it's a little sour, you know, it's a little sore, but, you know, things change. That is the consistent part of life, you know, and life, things change, you have to change with it so you don't get left behind, and I get it, but you know, you just kind of you look back at that stadium. I rode by yesterday. It's the first time I've been by there, Eugene, that I saw the, the turf. Uh, I won't say the turf, but definitely the dirt, if you will, before they lay the turf uh, there, man. And it was, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's, kind of a, it's, it's kind of a hard hitter for me. Even though I never played there, I've called many and many a games there and uh, ran up and down the sideline as a sideline reporter for WLGN there. Is one of the uh, stations that covered the 600 race there for Coach McKissick, and that was his signature uh, win there. Uh, and actually, was that actually Ridge? But we, of course, played, you know, back and forth over the season. But, you know, you just see those things, and you wonder, you know, what goes through, you know, Miss McKissick's mind. You wonder, of course, Coach Call and his thoughts there uh, is all the McKissicks and all the calls and all those who have played on that field. I know the excitement of what it's going to look like is going to be amazing. It's going to be uh, you know, a very impressive field, but you just, that's why sometimes, you know, when you look back at it going, man, gosh, things do change and there's no doubt there. Yeah, I agree. As someone who grew up here and Somerville was our biggest rival, you know, you had those four years of high school where you had a home and away. So there was two opportunities to 
to have a chance to play on that field. And, uh, you know, there's so many memories there, you know, going back 60 years. But, you know, I understand, you know, uh, there were some field issues this year. You know, we had the start of the season and there was a massive rainstorm and, you know, it, it may or may not have kind of led to an injury of an athlete. And you don't want to see that. And I understand that. And right. I actually brought it up with someone there and, and said, you know, I just hate to see it because of the tradition. And it was like, you know, the, unfortunately, the fields had to be replaced three times. So part of the turf is getting a new drainage system in there and also making it a little safer for the student athletes. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's kind of, you know, we, we step aside from maybe some of the things that kind of grab you by the heartstrings and, and realize that sometimes change is inevitable as long as that change is for our good you know, and the goods outweigh the bad, then, then we have to get behind it. And, you know, they made the best decision for the student-athletes going forward as far as facilities and things that they could provide. But, you know, and I've seen some of the early renditions, and it's going to look amazing. I'll give them that. But uh, I tell you, there's actually, you know, while we're on the show, we've been getting some hits from uh, James Allen Baseball. They're down on the road at Beaufort in a heated battle region game. Uh, it's 2-1, to one, so that we've heard so far – uh, with some great pitchers on the mound. I know one of the pitchers is headed to Western Carolina, so uh, we're definitely tracking that, guys. If you're listening in, uh, keep the updates coming. Uh, we're definitely following those guys and, and wish both teams well and, and a good game, but it sounds like it's a, a very close uh, game. Uh, they jumped out. Both teams scored in the first inning. Seems like it's settled down since then uh, as far as the bats and the pitchers have gotten settled in and uh, moving right along. So we'll definitely keep uh, – Keep tracking of the uh, James Allen and Beaufort game. That game's being played down at Beaufort right now. Yeah, another update. Also, Kane Bay, how about Rondo, played another run in the fourth. This was a few minutes ago. Now they actually lead uh, in the softball side of things. And, of course, uh, softball, the Rondo ladies up 6-3 over Kane Bay. There's an update there for you on their scoreboard. Of course, brought to you by Southern Sports Central. Uh, we're going to hopefully uh, continue to be able to do these things. And, and again, looking forward to, uh, you know, Eugene, I, I haven't been to a ball game yet, in high school ball yet, Friday nights. Uh, you know, I know they play Friday nights. They play Wednesday and they play Monday. Of course, Monday's out because we do a show on Monday. And, of course, this Wednesday we'll be back on the air. And then we've got some uh, – we've got a meeting on Thursday night. Got something coming up big. That will be announced either late Thursday afternoon or Friday morning. And um, – just really excited about a lot of things that are happening for what we have together uh, here on the show. Is don't forget tomorrow, uh, tomorrow at six o'clock from six to nine, you can hear Everett Sands. He is uh, one of the many members of the pack here on Southern Forest Central. He has his West Foundation Sports Show coming up for three solid hours. I mean, he has got a great list, and he sent that list to me earlier today. And I tell you what, not surprised that he has once again put together a great group of folks. Now, he'll have Wendy Anderson at 6.30, Tony George at 7, Dr. Jen Welcher. Now, that name coming on at 8 o'clock, and Harold Nichols at 7.30. And, again, that show starts tomorrow night at 6 o'clock for three solid hours from 6 to 9, right here and only here on Southern Sports Central is the West Foundation Sports Camp Show Live. So, that being said, you want to make sure that you check us out there. Now, Eugene, update there on the LSU-Michigan game. How far are we there? Let's hit the refresh button. It looks like it is. Hold on. I'm striking the fake game. Uh, they're up 24 to 20 over Colorado. Looks like LSU is up 63 to 60 with uh, 10 minutes to go. So this one might be another high-scoring game. We did see a high-scoring game out of the Oregon Ducks game earlier. Uh, Oregon scored 95. They beat two-seed Iowa 95 to 80. 
Gonzaga also put up a bunch of points, 87 to 71 over Oklahoma. Uh, but right now, as of the last update, uh, it is 63 to 60 LSU is over Michigan. Nine minutes and 43 seconds left in that game. Now, of course, uh, there's still a lot of basketball here. We'll continue to kind of cover that as it comes through here on Southern Sports Central. We are going to get uh, a guy who's been a big-time basketball game. A yeah, guy here is uh, Sokon John. He's a big guru when it comes to college basketball. I'm going to try to get him in here in the next couple of shows as well, even for five to ten minutes, kind of tell us a little bit about what's happening. Eugene, what's been kind of the biggest upset? And, and when you look at this, you look at this bracket, man, What's been to you one of these uh, the biggest bracket busters when it came down to it at this point, even if the team's already knocked out at this point? Well, of course, you know, the team knocking off both um, uh, the Ohio State and Florida uh, and moving on, and that's, you know, but, but I, I, it's kind of hard to say Oral Roberts at this point because, you know, uh, and I'm trying to think of the, the small school, that knocked, uh, I think it was North Texas or something that knocked off Texas. I mean, this school or, or this university has fewer students enrolled than Wando High School, and they're out here doing big things, knocking off uh, the University of Texas, who one would think could recruit in you know nationwide, much less anybody from the state of Texas. Uh, so that one to me is probably the biggest far. But you know, I mean, it, it, it's been a year, and I don't know if you want to tag it because of the COVID and, and or maybe players opting out or players ineligible due to COVID protocols or something like that. But we have seen a lot of upsets uh, or lower seed teams winning uh, this matchup uh, or these matchups. And so, you know, it's kind of hard, but, you know, Oral Roberts knocking off, you know, both uh, Ohio State and then, you know, Florida when people thought, you know, well, maybe Florida would come to this game and realize these guys aren't, you know, to be toyed with and, you know, Florida had that lead late in the game. Uh, I think they were up by eight points with about three or four minutes left to go. And, and, and just, you know, it's kind of like they, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. And a lot of people have been beating up the coach there on social media uh, for, you know, kind of game management and time management type things. But, you know, it is what it is. And these tournaments have that, that kind of aspect to it. And this year it seems to be a little more exaggerated with the uh, lower seeds winning these uh, – Big-time games. Yeah, no doubt. Let's go to the call. I believe we do have somebody over there on the Southern Sports Central hotline in the 813. Welcome to Southern Sports Central. Who's with us? Hey, guys. Darren from Orlando. How are you? Hey, Darren. How you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. Uh, did I miss the Ellis kid, the 160-pound state wrestling champion? That you did. He came on. He jumped on at 640 with us, talked a little bit about what it was like to be a champion, and uh, of course, uh, yeah, did a great job. Very impressive. I've uh, I've actually watched a big wrestling fan. Of course, I'm from the state of Florida. We have no college wrestling in the state of Florida, despite having some of the best high school wrestling in the country. Um, I think they have some club teams and some AAU stuff, but uh, no college wrestling here in the state of Florida. But I, I followed that kid, and he quickly became one of my favorites, not only because of how good of a wrestler he was, but if you watch – his uh, videos, if you see him on YouTube, a lot of these kids have that stuff uh, out there on the Internet. <clears throat> you can virtually see the line of his penis almost through the entire match. As you can see his balls, and when he bends over, even. Guys, we do apologize there. I tell you, you, you never know what you know until you know. And, again, uh, we do apologize. Again, maturity is something that we, we, we maybe take it for granted and then 
Eugene, you just sit here and you just shake your head and you think to yourself, wow, that's, that's uh, somebody has nothing else better to do. And uh, all I can say is bless his heart, pray for him, and we'll move forward. Because, again, you never know what you can hear here on live radio. So, again, we do apologize for the immaturity of an individual. But to those above, uh, to the big man above, I'll take care of that for us. But, again, when you, when you look at things, Eugene, you kind of put all things in perspective. You know, when, when it comes down to March Madness, right, it, it has been just that. It's been madness. It's been the things that you talk about there. And you, you mentioned, by the way, you know, the exciting part of, uh, of what you see there in ACU. I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember, you know, what ACU stands for. But, again, like you mentioned, it's a very small school. They, they knocked out, you know, uh, Texas. But then, unfortunately, they, they only made it to, to what today where they were beat by UCLA. UCLA, a, a traditional powerhouse in college basketball, I mean, you know, uh, their legacy speaks for itself as well as the trophy cases that they have as well. You know, for me, you know, I'm waiting for this 845 tip-off game. It may have already tipped off, by the way, Maryland-Alabama. Does does Alabama have what it takes to make it into that next round, that next conversation? You know, they have been the team that even, I think, well, I don't know if it was you or somebody told me, said, man, you know, it's not good in the SEC when Alabama's a, a conversation in college basketball. Well, that's not the case. You know, Alabama, you know, again, taking what they have, making what they can and doing what they what they have to to get to a certain point. So, you know, for me, I'm curious to see how the SEC is going to continue to fall into this thing here because they do have teams that are that are taking care of business. Yes, Florida got knocked out by Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts, of course, took out Ohio State. They seem to be uh, that Cinderella team at this point. Arkansas, how about these guys yesterday took out Texas Tech. What are they going to continue to do? You watch Wisconsin. Now, this was interesting to me because Wisconsin manhandled and drugged out the likes of North Carolina. I mean, 85-62, and then just couldn't get it done against Baylor. Now, Baylor, of course, one of the best teams in in the country. They've been locked and loaded, but we mentioned this yesterday. How about Loyola in Illinois knocking out Illinois? You know, for me, that's kind of interesting in itself there as uh, they went big, 71-58. The number eight seed knocked out the number one, and again, you go into that as well. So a lot of teams, you'll wait, you'll see who is going to wear the slipper. Is it going to be a team that is not one of those power five teams that are going to be in the big dance? As you see in college baseball, you see this in college football, you see it in other sports around the, of course, uh, the world of, of, of just athletics in general. You know, football is probably the one sport that it does matter when you come out of the power five because of the bodies that come in and out and the sizes that you get on the sidelines that are able to come in and out as far as you go with, uh, let's say, substitutions. But in baseball, it's it's an interesting deal because you see the Gamecocks who went into Texas, fell out of Texas uh, with getting swept. Then they lost another big matchup on a Tuesday, and then I believe they were only able to get one out of three against Vandy, who, by the way, on Sunday, Vanderbilt's pitcher threw a new hitter against the Gamecocks, who at one point everybody was comparing this team to that World Series championship team just a few years ago, and we see that, well, it seems like we still got some work to do. So here we do uh, a lot of work kind of going forward, Eugene. I know you mentioned uh, the shows that have continued to load up. And, again, we are going to try – to see if maybe Thursday night opens the door uh, as uh, we'll start to kind of reach out to some of the high school spring sport athletes. Maybe we'll change it into spring things for Thursday because of the fact that I know that a lot of these guys and girls are not playing on Thursday. They go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Eugene. 
Yeah, and that's a, that's going to be the next focus uh, is getting some of the spring sports in. You know, we finished the the fall sports are done. Uh, the the winter sports are now done. We finally got that last basketball game in, the wrestling in. Uh, so we are focused on you know trying to get some exposure for some of these spring sports. We got track. It's like you know every time I I turn on Twitter, you know there's another uh, uh, meet somewhere with a bunch of different schools and some athletes doing some great things. Um, and, and as well as, uh, you know, the softball, baseball, and, and other sports uh, as well. But uh, you, you're right about the Maryland-Alabama game. That game did tip off. It's uh, We're about five minutes in. Currently, Maryland is up 11-5 to five over Alabama. Uh, it looked like they were, you know, it's, it's really early, so it's kind of hard to say somebody just jumped out to a lead. But um, we'll see if Maryland can continue what they're doing because every time it flashes on the screen, uh, they put up some points. So, uh we're, we're tracking that game. Currently, Maryland is up 11-5. to We're going to go back to the Michigan game. Right now, Michigan is up 69-64 with seven minutes to go in that game. Florida State is up 24-20 to at halftime in their game. Well, you're doing a great job tonight, guys. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Southern Sports Central. Hit us up on Twitter at SO Sports Central and on the gram at Southern Sports Central as well. Another great show has come and gone, guys. We want to thank all of our guests here tonight, Cade Williams, Brady Adams, and of course, Mr. Ellis. He is the state champion, all three state champions coming to us all the way from the bright lights, of course, of Crescent High School. We want to thank their head coach over there, Coach Powell, for putting that together, as well as the 7 o'clock Gaffney running back there from the class of 22 with Tyler Smith, 7.30 uh, excuse me, quarterback from the Elite 11, Hey, Robinson from Gray Collegiate joined us. And then at 8 o'clock, we rounded out the guest list, and the bus finally almost back here home after visiting Malden High School. The Mavericks with Coach Thayer Neesmith joined us at the 8 o'clock hour. Guys, don't forget, tomorrow night you will hear him live right here at the West Foundation Sports Show in Everett Sands. Until then, God bless. Take care and stay safe, guys. Dark, kick back in my flip flops. Don't own nothing.